closing the book. Steve Fezzik joins. We're feeling pretty good about our, well, the pregame uh, super contest, $5,000 super contest gold, eight and two run last two weeks, four and one, four and one. Fez, how are you running with your stuff? With my contest? Yeah. Better than God. Oh, really? So are you, what's your bet? Do you have anything that's really competitive? Circa millions. Where are you at? Tied for second. How is it that we're just hearing about this? Uh, I've been playing under the radar, and I've had like three great weeks, so I've been moving up. Playing under the radar? What's the point of doing this stuff? Well, You're not going like, to let people follow I it. was like— What, are you superstitious? I was like, I am a little. But I was what? like 40th, then I was 20th, then I was 10th, and so— Well, just, that's whenever you know, you're in the money, we should know about it. Um, I believe I'm tied for second. It's possible tied for third. One or the other. So, so you let AJ, AJ give you all that crap and didn't even—what were you entering this week? Tied for fifth. So what now? So what's the payout? Let's say you get um, fifth. What's the payout? You have any idea? Two hundred fifty thousand. That's pretty good. Yes. All right. Huh. Huh. Like I said, Wednesday, uh, Thursday bad. Saturday good. Well, you know, again, the the thing is, <laughs> there's nothing that's necessarily systemic that dictates that stuff. Sometimes it's random. Oh, there's no doubt at all. And I talk about Plinko, and I'm like 12 and 0 in. Yes, you do. I'm, I'm literally 12 and 0 in Plinko games. I mean, it's like I've, I've well, you got listen so to, good. To, how many people are in that contest? 5,500. When there's 5,500 people and you're in the top five, you need to get lucky. It's no not, doubt. It's not all. There's not enough games that that aren't fluky in a given. Especially picking five a week. Inevitably, you're going to get a couple fluky games. And, and ultimately, picking five a week is what's really benefited me because, like, my third, fourth, and fifth picks have like all won. <laughs> Week after week. It's but now, crazy. don't you have something that's matching, pretty much matching this in the Super Contest? Yeah, uh, Super Contest, I'm um, like two and a half or three games worse, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm top like 40. I, I'll see where I'm at. You, two and a half or three games worse just because of the randomness of the lines yeah, and the yeah, different like games? Sometimes there's a two and a half, sometimes there's a three. So, But they're paying 100, right? I don't know what the super contest is paying. I think I'm sure pay I'm in the money, but yeah. but I'm, I'm but I'm, I mean, listen, yeah. having another cash there has a lot of. I mean, think about every time that uh, the poker brat would cash, you I, make a yeah. big deal about, you know, no question. Uh, okay, but that but that contest, I wasn't doing that well. That the, like that the last like two weeks, I'm like eight and two or nine and one. And yeah. well, you know who you could get to help if you have any questions. There we go. Though, no, AJ. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he won his best bet. I tell you this, I would not have played Dallas if it wasn't for him. He, that was one of our picks on mm -hmm. the I mean, you know, I went 3 and 2 and my derivative was a loser. I had the Giants under 10 and a half, which was one of the worst bad beats because they were getting shut out most of the game and somehow I think they got two touchdowns the fourth well, quarter. But that, that's what happens when you're getting crushed. The other team goes into prevent. Not when Danny DeVito is quarterback. Plus right? they scored six more points than expected. What did they have? So 17 they yeah. scored. Okay, so that's what I was I pop I go six more than expected. Jeez. Um, okay, so here's what we're going to do. By the way, that's exciting. We should make a—well, that's interesting. So in a way, what you're doing on Wednesday is your first thought, you know, three days before than what you're going to be doing. Sure. Okay, and the lines might be a little different, right? And again, half points matter. I mean, that's kind of the whole—we're fighting. We're fighting. Remember the Al Pacino— you know, in, in every given, any given Sunday, he goes, we're fighting for that inch in front of our, you know. You, you, oh, right? uh, I, I it's saw it. It's a famous speech. Yeah. It's a famous speech. Mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like that, but we're fighting for half points. All we're looking for is that extra half point, right? I mean, that's the difference, right? Oh, absolutely. But if you really think about it, let's say you're getting, 
a point more. Let's say you're playing AJ in some kind of contest. Mm -hmm. Heads up. And in every game, you've got a point better than him. All right? Somehow God comes down and says, okay, here's the true lines. How many, let's, let's say that that point is four, right? So it's not a key number, but it's not a unkey number. It's right in the middle, I'd say, right? How many more games are you winning out of, a, out of in a season? So let's say 17 times five in a season of contest play, you get one extra point per game. How many extra games you win? So I get 85 extra points, right? Mm-hmm. And we've said before for an NFL team, I don't see why this would be any different that I need 35 points for another win. Mm-hmm. So it's like two and a half more wins. Okay, so two and a half more wins because what we said was five times. I guess there's eight. There's well, actually, if you think about it, there's 18 weeks, right? Right. So, so it's going to be a variation of 18 times five means we're picking 90 games. You're saying you're getting uh, 90 points, and we're saying 35 points for a, a win. Yes. Okay. So you're getting two and a half wins. So I'm going 48 and 42 uh-huh. instead of 45 and 45, and okay. then just move them, move them up, and move them up accordingly. Or, or I mean, really, it could be 48 or 47 half the time, right? Yeah, yeah. So you're either going 47 or 48 wins instead of 45, and that's like as much as any pro could hope is have a point over the competition. Yeah, I'm not saying point over the spread because you can have more than that. But I'm saying if you're going heads up against, you know, in a contest, you're going against, if there's a bad line, everyone can pick it. Yes. So so really, there has to be luck in that. You have to be in a position. It's like winning the World Series of Poker. You, It can't, back in the old days, maybe it was 60, but now it's luck, but you need the skill. Yeah, but no better evidence of that. Like, I've got five entries in Circa Millions. Mm-hmm. None of the other four are sniffing the top 50. Now, that's it. Now, at this point, at what point did you start putting your best stuff? Before, it was just random? Um... Starting week two, mm-hmm. my best entry always gets my top five. All right. Okay. Whatever the record is at that point. Yes. Okay. But my entry that's currently the best was not my best entry until like I think week four. <laughs> so okay. it just it kind of like was randomly like my best entry like. And went, how many very how many different games you pick in a typical week? Oh gosh, uh, it's like nine. Okay, and because you gave me nine this week, I like that, mm-hmm. that when you keep going six, seven, eight, nine. Now, how many? Um, do you ever go against each other, like like opposite sides? Only like the final couple weeks. If you had two in the money. Yes. Like if I had one that was first place mm-hmm. and one that was in 19th place, it's a given the 19th place is going to go oppo, my number one pick. It just okay. makes game theory sense. Yeah, because what you're doing is you're, you're, you're hedging in a way. Yes. Yeah. And it's almost like when the Bears played the Panthers with that draft pick. Is, uh, you know, they got the dra- the Panthers number one. So if they win, the Panthers lose, <laughs> Panthers lose, they win. But since the Panthers had a better chance to uh, have a really good pick, it Bears really the Bears, wanted to win. The Bears really, really wanted, wanted, to, wanted win. to win that game. Yeah. And that's a good point. They, you know, like a little, little handicap. And, you know, and we'll have something to talk about that game. Yes. Absolutely. Know, a little bit. Yes. All right. Well, listen. So on when we tape on Wednesday, release on Thursday, in a way, you're going to be thinking through. When's the circuit numbers come out? Thursday morning? They uh, Tuesday afternoon. The, the standings come out. Oh no, no. But when do the numbers for that week's games? Uh, I think I don't even check. I think not till Thursday. Yeah. Okay. I think, it's, I think I think it's Thursday. Now, one thing as far as like my standing, it's certainly possible that someone who was a game behind oh, me yeah, yeah, went yeah. five and I didn't go through and check. I just checked the people who were above me. Well, you were like always... fifth, and then you went what four and one. Three one and one, but okay. I checked all the people above me, and I'm tied for second. But it's certainly possible somebody who was a game below me could, could have gone five and zero yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. jumped me. Yeah, this isn't. I mean, I didn't go back and check them all. No, I see. You can see 
if you have any doubts about how I've trained these guys, you got to be right with your records. And he's like saying, you know, I'm, I may be second, I may even be third. Don't quote me. That's pretty good. It shows you your your seriousness about being accurate. Okay, we're gonna start out with your number one faulty final, a score that just isn't representative of what really happened on the field. Then we're gonna go over a couple of the biggest games, including Houston, Cincinnati. And then we'll go to a, a litany of what you consider to be faulty finals. But let's start with the number one crown prince this week. Let's go Jets-Vegas. It's Ooh. right in our hometown here. I really think the Jets should have won the game. So mm-hmm. um, I know Vegas took control in the fourth quarter, and everyone's, like, talking it up about how great, you know, they performed. Jeff or, or, um, Jeff or uh, what's the running back's name? Uh, Jacobs. 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 Josh I, I Jacobs. knew it was just, just, just something. Okay, he looked good. They, you know, one th- he did. And one thing that was interesting is they said that for his first time in his career, he said it used to be I have to like memorize like you know fourteen prom- prominent plays that give me the ball. And he said the, this is the first time, and, and maybe running backs might matter in this case where they actually asked me. He said somebody actually asked me which one of these running plays. That I like and which ones I don't like. Yeah, I, I actually caught a big, good bit of that game, and and he was saying that that he gets he got a list of plays that they were thinking of running. He got to choose the ones he liked, and and then each week, and that's happened the last two weeks. And then you wonder whether it's almost like even if he picks the plays that don't benefit him anymore, just the fact that he got to pick his own plays, he's got more of a you know comfort investment, level. Investment. And a, he's he's fully bought in and invested, and because of that. He, it's not like he could blame anyone but himself. You know, hey, you got to pick the running plays, and he really is is running much harder. And he, frankly, I don't know if he wasn't in shape. He wasn't, you know, breaking any tackles early in the year. And he's well, but but remember, when you're getting tackled by linemen. It's harder to break tackles than you're getting tackled by linebackers. That's that's right. That's, so. that, that's, that's certainly true. Um, as far as like the underlying stats, Jets won the yardage by almost 100 yards. They won yards per play by 1.4 yards per play. Um, the what's interesting, the Jets did win the turnover battle by one. You know, there's one play also. I got to ask so they, you. Wait, about, wait. They won the turnover battle by one. Mm-hmm. They won the yards. They won the yards per play. I guess that one's pretty. Boy, that game seemed different. They had three drives at the end of the game, and they just didn't weren't able to convert. You know, late. You know, if, field goals instead of touchdowns. Yeah, well, that was both teams. The whole. Yeah. By the way, if you're if you're a fantasy player, I hope you had kickers in this game so, because. But what conversions are you talking about then? Like they, they, you said, they had some drives and they weren't. They able couldn't to get it in the end zone. On well, the no last one could three. though. But but they had three. They like three drives into the red zone in the fourth quarter, and they didn't couldn't. They, and, and there was. So they couldn't get any touchdowns there, and in the first half, they did score a touchdown. The Jets. The Jets did. Pronouns. I got to ask you this. So Dak did this the week before. So Dak is diving for the pylon to score against the Eagles. Okay. And he steps out of bounds on the three by, by like a millimeter. Uh-huh. All right? And so Wilson does it for the Jets this week. He dives from the three. He doesn't have to. No one's, There's no defender. I mean, the defender's coming towards him, so he diverts towards the sideline. One inch out of bounds as he jumps from the three, hits the pylon, touchdown. No, upon further review, he's out of bounds on the three. It's like, why are these guys cutting it so close with their big size 13 feet? Oh, I mean, you, what's the most, what is, can you think of the one time that you were in the most athletic competition you've ever been in? Did you ever like play pickup basketball where you were like the 10th guy and there were some couple college players in the game? Anything like that ever? Northwestern, All Rocky right. Five intramural team. We made the, Semi-final, no, the final. We made the finals. What sport is this? Basketball. Okay. All right. And there was probably a time you played against a really good team or you had to play a really good player and you were playing your hardest. 
and you're moving so fast, it's all relative. You're, you're not here on your couch eating Doritos looking at slow motion replays, right? That's, it's a good point. I had to guard a 6'4 center and I mugged him. I mugged him so bad the entire game he got a technical you foul. Had sweat, you probably had sweat in your eyes. I just fouled the hell out of him when he didn't have the ball because I knew I could get away with it. I just beat the hell so out of you him. You were metagaming it back then. So I guess what I'm saying is I think the diving makes sense because it's a lot harder to stop someone in the air. than it, I mean, if all you care about is getting in, it kind of makes sense. If you can make it, how were they going to catch you in the air? It's kind of hard. Well, don't, don't step out of bounds before you die. But we're back to the millimeter yeah, uh, yeah, There you go. Well, you know, but these guys are a little bit more skilled than I am. So you but, think they would like, but it's true. They never practice that play. That's yeah. that's really what it comes down to. It's all about practice and you could get injured diving for the pylon and practice. I don't think they ever do it. And here's what we need to ask ourselves when we comment on these games is, is there anything about this that can help us make picks in the future? Are we going to bet against the Jets because of Zach Wilson's um, jumping? Well, Yes, no. because no. but we're going to bet against Vegas because there was a case where easily they could have given up a touchdown, and I don't think the Raiders would have come back if the Jets had gotten up a touchdown. Mm. The way those court the quarterback play was in that All game, right. it would have compromised Vegas's ability to win. I believe so. Both teams, as the score represents, were uh, bad on offense. O'Connell was not good. Um, <laughs> I mean, he actually, if you look at the EPA per play, Zach Wilson was minus .06. O'Connell was minus .39. 39. So six times, seven, six and a half times as bad. O'Connell looked pretty brutal. All yes. right. And let's look at the look ahead. Let's see what the look ahead line did. Because with the win, people might be getting excited. And let's see here. We got Las Vegas Raiders. They were a 10-point <laughs> underdog against Miami. Now they're up to 11 and a half. So think about this. Miami didn't play last week. Uh-huh. Miami's on a bye. The Raiders get a satisfying you know, victory in a pick mm. game. On a national TV game. Yeah, and you know what? Um, you know, looking ahead to week 11, if there was one game where I think a team's just going to get killed, the Raiders are in. This is a, a spot where they should get annihilated because think about it. So they fire the coach. Everyone's happy. They went back-to-back games. They're smoking cigars in the locker room against the two bad New York teams. Yeah, but you could have said the same thing about this game, right? No, because they were still home, and they still have the positive momentum. Now they got to fly out to Miami for an early start time. I never said this was a, and this was a Sunday night game, and there were lots of enthusiasm and excitement. Okay, okay, okay. Here, so you think you think a team that's two and zero and in the playoff hunt is going to be down? It's going to be like no, they're going to be up. They're, they're at the win right now, like parting till three in the morning. Mm-hmm. I think you know. I, but, I mean, but see, then that's going to be at, being at home hurts you in that case, though. And I, like I all the partying in Vegas. I also think, and I want to ask you about this. And this might be one of those crazy Fezic theories. All right, okay? Oh, okay. So obviously, there's a ton of like VIPs with the F1 race in town this week, mm-hmm. and the race is Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Now I don't know when they're flying by, out. By they're, the way, I heard you're on the terrorist list regarding the F1. No, it's not that you're a terrorist, it's you're, a, you're, you're under observation. There's no doubt. There's <laughs> no joking. doubt. They're, 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 so <laughs> I think they'll fly out, they fly out Friday for the game, but there's all kinds of pre-F1 activities for Wednesday and Thursday night, VIPs and stuff. I am sure the Raiders are going to be in attendance of those, so they're distracted. You know, it, it's a big, it is a, a big deal in town, and there's a lot of people that are really looking forward to this. So, unless you're a new listener, you've heard Fez complain about the traffic due to the uh, construction for about what four months. Yes, I've called for um, the Clark County Commissioner. Jim Gibbons to be um, to, to to resign from his position because he. I thought lucky this. he wasn't going to be hung. <laughs> and and how how's that going? That effort. Um, I, I think. I think the, I, I have strongly the support of the entire 
city. That the the inner city people uh, that we and they where, all agree and with what me. platform have you communicated this? Like at your various stops at Seven Eleven and stuff. Twitter. Oh, you're just on Twitter, just going crazy about it. But 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 it's 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 not contra- you ever, it's you not a hot think, take. Everyone agrees. Let me with ask you me. a question. What percentage of your of your followers do you think live in Vegas? Less than one percent. Well, I say I bet it's more than that. But okay. Oh, really? Yeah, Vegas is betting. It, a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. No, but let's even say five percent. Yep. Why would you do something? How many tweets on this have you sent in the last week? Three. That seems excessive, doesn't it? Nah, because it's the big. It, this week it's fine because it's but, the but biggest it, story but, but of the you, week. This no, week. the traffic isn't the biggest story. The F one is the biggest exactly. Story. So, but you're not talking about that. You're talking about you hate the F one. Well, it's my take on the F. Exactly. I think you can just have that one be the evergreen version of it. That's a good point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the way, it is going to be 46 degrees at, when the race is at midnight. Um, let's see what how the demand stacks up. If you if you pre-purchase tickets, it might be time to f- sell them before they drop further. I have a feeling the tickets are going to do just fine. Oh, I don't think so. I mean, have you ever been on New Year's Eve where it's it's like, you know, Sometimes it's 25, 30. I mean, not usually, but let's say 35 degrees, and that's packed to the gills, isn't it? It really is. And yes. So, all right. Um, that's a good point. Mackenzie, how funny would it have been if if, if I would have got a call and said, uh, Mr. Bell, this is uh, Jim Jim Hagen from uh, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, and we have a few questions about Steve Fazek. And it'd be like, what? What's going His money, like the money laundering maybe? I don't know for <laughs> sure, but it could be. And then it's like... He's been saying some very subversive things about the F1 race. Do um, you think he would act upon <laughs> Waste management services. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, he's in waste management. I, 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 have, Consulting. I have asked the, the workers on the strip, how much would you pay to have the, con- the, the, the contract canceled oh, so for now next you year? Were even, now you were even focused more narrowly. Narrow casting, they call but it. The, You're saying, I don't want just Vegas people. I want to talk to only people that work on the strip. Right. Yes. Okay, but the right. average person has literally said, uh, not one person said, "Oh, what do you mean cancel? I want, can't wait for it to come back." They've all said pretty much universally anywhere from three hundred to two thousand. They said, I'd, "Right now, I'd pay eight hundred dollars just make the thing go away." You do see though that the only really constituency that matters isn't even the voters. And first of all, the people that work on the strip who are spoiled in a way from always having all these cool events, so they get tipped like crazy. They might say. Oh, this traffic's been bad enough. I don't want to be tipped. First of all, I think next year would be half as bad, right? Because they had there's some things that have to stay in place. Right. We won't have all this construction in June, July, August. Yeah, I'm it's thinking. Already put in place. I, I, I agree think with that. some of it for sure had to be put in place. Yeah, and they figured out the first time you do anything, it's much more difficult. I agree with that. And this is 10 years of value for the for in, in one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Like F1's huge, right? You know in that. In Europe, not here. No, it's gotten huge. I mean, Netflix has that series. I, it's gotten much bigger in the States, yes. I mean, I, now, I think it's kind of ebbed a little bit from six months ago. It can't be that big if they're going to be televising at 3 a.m. Eastern time. U.S. time. It's so so the Europe. race is at 3 a.m.? The race is at, on Friday night, it's at midnight. Okay. And at Saturday, it's at, it starts at 10 p.m. So what's the 3 a.m. part? Well, midnight here is 3 a.m. On, in New York time. Oh, yeah, but no, no, no. Yeah, the live the live telecast in America. Realize this is a worldwide sport. They want people in France to open to wake up, have their baquettes, and watch the race. Yeah, and and what? Yeah, whatever baquettes are. I agree. If is that some kind of fancy breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think isn't it? Wait a, a baguette. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm baguette. saying. 
Yeah, because that's what you get down in New Orleans, right? They have the fame. Yeah, I think, I think you. Yeah, fast getting off. Maybe that's I'm not the French. Fr- I'm not a French. Maybe French the, culinary expert. <laughs> maybe it's the French pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right, so um, we've gotten the traffic out of the way. I, I hope that sates you for the rest of the week. I'm good. <laughs> the rest of the week <laughs> on the podcast. I'm good. Uh, oh Lord. All right. Um, why don't you do a vote? Should I talk less about this BS and more about winners and see and get, see how that vote? You know, you can do a. a tw- I'm gonna put I'll put that up. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'm gonna say less or more from F1. And what would you predict? Eighty percent are gonna say less, right? Here's the thing about these kind of unscientific polls: the only people that's gonna be motivated motivated enough to maybe vote are the ones that want to be contrary and say, "No, we yeah, love this part." Of, that's but, a good point. But we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Okay. Um, I, ha- I didn't have much on this game, but let's look at our data McKenzie calculates for us at pregame.com. The recalculation here for the Raiders. Now, this is going to shock you, Faz, and you're going to like it. This maybe was one of the biggest differences I've seen. So they won by four, the Raiders. We've got them losing by 11. Wow. So 15 points. That's big, especially if it wasn't a blowout, right, McKenzie? I mean, if we say no game above 21 counts because those can get stretched out, this, right. this is pretty big, huh? Yeah, it's one of the bigger differences between our all-stats projection and the average of the more future-looking projections. But I, I'm talking about the all-stats versus the actual score. Yeah, right, 15 points. That's that's. Probably usually the biggest gap of the week will be like 15 points. Now, McKenzie, you said we didn't have very many phony finals, but this was the Sunday night game, so it fell through the cracks. Well, well, no, it's not yeah. a phony final because let's be clear about something: is the fourth quarter win share, and the difference is this: the recalculation says we're not going to have any real idea about what happened except the stats. If we said, and remember, the factors we use are turnovers, mm-hmm. yards, yards per play, first downs. Is that it? And sack yards. Oh, sack yards. And then we say, given the givens, given these yardage counts, what do we project the score to be? So in the Raiders game, we project it to be, now this is fascinating, talking about not getting in the end zone, 32 to 21, Jets. So we thought 53 points and Jets winning by 11. Instead, 28 points and Raiders winning by four. So the stats, as you said, very much on the side of the Jets. Now, if we look at now the difference here in fourth quarter win shares, we say we don't care how they got to the state they're in, but given what's happening in the fourth quarter, who should win the game? This is like a proxy for close games. Sure. Right? So we got the Raiders 74%, Jets 26%. That makes sense because the, the Raiders went up seven. To yeah. start the fourth quarter. And yeah. it wasn't touchdowns being scored. It's kind of hard to come back when you can't score a touchdown. And yeah. we've only got one game. Uh, no, do we have – let me see here. No, we got a couple games, like a little tease. Baltimore should have won based on the fourth quarter win share. Right? So usually in each week there might That's be – That's true of every game, though. <laughs> with two, two or three games a week, the wrong team wins. I heard a stat that in every fourth quarter this year – was that you? That's the bat phone. I'm turning Is it that off. Maybe, maybe, maybe they moved a barricade. They. <laughs> um, do, do you have like people reporting in? Like <laughs> the men on the streets everywhere. <laughs> uh, so the fourth quarter, uh, at some point, Baltimore was 75 percent or more to win each and every game. This yeah, year. yeah, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. Fascinating. But when you have a losing organization, you lose, right? <laughs> 
I mean, that's just it's that's my thought. I, I don't understand how they could be so smart about everything and lose so many games. It's just unlucky. Uh-huh. And, you know, well, we'll get to that game. I got an interesting comment or two. All right, moving on. Oh, real quick, though. we got Then the last thing we got is Kevin Cole, pregame EPA, which we do a little weighted adjustment, and PFF noise cancel when they try to get the noise out of the game. And in this one, Kevin Cole says this was a toss-up, 17-17. Pregame says, no, 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 Raiders by two. And PFF says Raiders lose by one. So it's right there. I'm fine with saying it either it could have gone either way. But uh, um, you know, certainly you know, when when you get Raiders win by four, that's about as, as good as it was gonna get. Okay, now biggest game of the day. I'm thinking we either want to talk I'll let you decide. Cincy Houston is option number one, and option number two, I think is Detroit Chargers. Oh, I want to talk about both. All Let's right. talk about Cincy first. All right. What do you got? So I want to talk about the line move because uh-huh. they, this was fascinating. So I'm um, kind of the, the London game's going on. Oh, Frankfurt game, excuse me. Okay. So I'm a little groggy and I see, oh. So this is like 6.30 in the no, morning. Oh, no, it's like 7.45. All right. So, oh, Chase is going to play. And I'm like, okay, money's going to come on the Bengals. But it doesn't. Money doesn't come on because I do. I thought Chase was like more likely to play than not to play, but certainly not a given. And so the mere the fact that he was reported in and yet this line stayed you know, at that five-and-a-half level, a lot of respect for Houston. And ultimately, uh, Houston was the right side. Uh, got dicey, but Houston deserved to win the game. Okay. So we've got in the recalculation, Houston by eight. Fourth quarter win share says 79%. So that's all in line. Um, Kevin Cole says by four-and-a-half points, Houston. By eight points as pregame. By six as PFF. So everyone agrees. A, a nice but not dominant Houston win. I think there's a lesson in this one. All right. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a little bit about Bayesian um, analysis. And very few, almost anyone that's a good, I've been listening to a book um, lately. I've been like, when I read, I read, but then other times I'm doing things and I can listen to stuff instead of watching goofy TV or whatever. I love good TV, but I don't like good, you know. Um, we all think different things are goofy, but um, it's called Super Forecasters. Mm-hmm. I, have you have you read this book? No. This is a uh, this is a must. It's the be- it's probably the best thing I've ever read slash listened to. That is a book that um f- is a non handicapping book. It, this probably helps handicappers more than anything. Mm. It talks about what what does it take to make good forecast. And there's a guy who's been doing research in this for thirty years. He he is at the University of Pennsylvania, I think. And literally, he started in the 80s in this kind of research and always try to figure out is how do you people predict the future in areas that we need to predict the future? Is there going to be a violent overthrow of a government? Is there going to is gold going to go up or down? Is, you know, what, you know, they ask, I think it was 200 questions a year to their people. They have thousands of people across the world Mm. that do this. It's called, I think, the Good Decision Project. And they try to figure out what characteristics lead to good forecast. Mm-hmm. And then they break it down after all this study. And like just the highlight highlights is someone who is nimble in changing his opinion. Being rooted in an opinion is, you know, you, being intractable is wrong. Right. Number one. Number two, you want to have many disparate sources. Right, you don't want to have even one great source, but you'd rather have many good sources. So you want to try to replicate the wisdom of crowds. Um, 
and and I won't try to do the whole book, but there's one more part that is really fascinating. Well, teams work together because they lend them. If you pick a team with diversity, and we're not talking necessarily black, white, or religious, but we're talking about perspective, right? Oftentimes, different cultures give you different perspectives, right? So in a way, it is some of that, but you want people thinking about it from every angle, right? Imagine someone, it was a question about the Pope. If you only had Catholics, they're going to think about it innately differently, right? Sure. Than if you had atheists in there. And that's the diversity part. And then, um, oh, you want to follow the science. And this is what we need to do better, I think. You want to follow the scientific method, meaning that you make a... um, you have a hypothesis, right, a thesis, and then you execute a uh, trial. In this case, it's the event happens or doesn't. And then you measure the result, and then you contemplate what that result tells you, mm-hmm. right? And I think we do such a poor job of that, especially with all the – one, it has to be done – in a formal way where hey, everything's documented, but you write before wh- why you like the game, you write after how were your assumptions about the game? Were they cr- We do that vaguely, but we do that through the prism of explaining away losses. We, every human does that, right? Right. I think kind of having around even a round table that we each, you know, that's be interesting. You know, maybe let's because try- I do I, I use CLV for instance. Okay, okay. I, I, so I do look at that. How am I doing versus you know the closing line? But do you connect? Let's say that you have Vito giving you a pick. Mm-hmm. And let's say you've got another pick. It's coming from what a new a new approach you're using. Do you think and do you log how's Vito's picks doing? No. How because that in a weird way that's the whole point is to say I need more of this. I need Vito, less because Vito has won, but Vito might not win going forward. That's the thing. And, and Everything why can does change. he win? Why does yeah. he win? Right? And what spots does he win? You know. So I think maybe next week we can try that and mm-hmm. simply meaning let's we'll look at my card on the Super Contest Gold. We'll look at your number one card unless it does horribly and we won't. You know, hopefully knock on wood. Um, and then just talk, why'd you like this game? And, you know, because I think there's a lot to that. Sure, I agree. It's a, I highly recommend this book. It's by a guy named Philip Tedlock, Tetlock, T-E-T-L-O-C-K. And this is what it says on Google real quick. A common sense guide to thinking about decision making and the future by a man who knows the terrain like no one else. Okay. You know, quick thought on decision making uh-huh. because we can't agree to anything as a country. You know, there's all yeah. kinds of different like like key issues that like we're completely split. I'm shocked the jury system still works. I would think I would think half the juries would be hung out to dry or hung. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the I don't think there's much politics that goes into into jury. I mean, like like with the Trump stuff for sure there'll be politics in it. Like right? I would love if those jurors were all sequestered, mm-hmm. like they couldn't talk to each other and they were just like al- alone. Yeah, no, they can talk within amongst oh. themselves. Okay, so like like but you put them in a sound booth all alone. They all get the same facts and circumstances. They all, they all have to vote. Uh huh. But what happens if it's a trial lasts weeks and weeks? Well, I'm just saying it's a hypothetical. Oh, yeah. It's almost going to be impossible to have. But I'm just saying I, I think you'd have a whole lot of juries. It'd be it would be and not, it wouldn't be 12-0. It would be like eight four or ten two. So, but you're saying the seclude or being sequestered is what they call it. So being, being individually se- sequestered. I can't talk if I'm juror six. I can't talk to juror seven. I have to just decide on well, my own, like a boxing but that's, but judge. That's the, but that's the opposite of what the jury's supposed to be because it's supposed to be right. a, a, it's supposed to be a group finding of a fact, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because but why would talking to each other 
lead to what you think it would lead to one convincing the other, then that means it's, the system's working. Then. Yes, that's yes. a good thing, isn't it? Well, unless you've got like bullies that are like you know leading that leading the charge on, on everything. I just got to go back to like boxing. Mm-hmm. You know, so like w- when they have three independent you know judges, yeah, what we want to do is make sure to replicate the the great scoring of boxing. <laughs> well, does. It, is, it, it is just interesting how like these they, they get it just like one of the judges oftentimes just gets it so wrong. You know, if they had actually met with the other judges, like you know, it's a better system for them all to talk to each other, but they want it to be independent. Just, you know, just a different way yeah, of looking at yeah. it. I mean, I would say, now the boxing is fascinating just because literally some really talented people, just based on which side of the ring you're sitting on, will score a fight differently. Yeah, and your perspective and your angles, exactly. All right, so um, we I started talking about Bayesian, and it's this idea of you have your prior, you get new information, how do you in, integrate the new information? What happened with Cincinnati, I've never quite seen before. They had a good year. They entered two years ago with, what, five and a half wins or whatever, mm-hmm. right? They make the Super Bowl. Shocker. Now, uh, last year, they start slow. He had his appendix out, whatever, whatever. And they storm at the end and almost beat Kansas City. They beat Buffalo. They're one of the best teams. Okay. Yes. They come in this year saying, we're so excited about finally having a full offseason, full training camp. He hurts his uh, calf, and we bet against him in the first game. We think this could linger. It lingers and lingers and lingers. Finally, three games ago, he looks himself Mm -hmm. and plays a great game there. And plays a great game against the 49ers. Against that, the two top teams. So yeah. They, so they beat the, you know, they beat up on, um, uh, on the, you know, Buffalo? The, yeah. Yeah. So uh, on two of the contenders, and all of a sudden they're back, you know, and they start getting valued like they were at the beginning of the year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, you could look at the, the teams now and say, um, I mean, let's say who's a team that's won two in a row. That, that, that isn't getting a ton of respect. Let's take a look at this. Because all the time you have teams winning. Like Tampa Bay, well, I guess they lost to Buffalo a couple weeks ago. Uh, Carolina, Cincy, Chicago. I'm just, oh, Chicago's a good example. Chicago's been, if Chicago was perceived to be a top five team and the last three games or so were the first three games of the year, we'd have Chicago power rated five, let's yeah, say. You know, even a good example, another one's Houston. You know, look yeah. at, look at, look at, I mean, Houston's like not getting any respect and all they're doing well, is. Aren't are they, they getting ba- respect? They're not getting any respect. I, I mean, mean, they're laying four on the road. Finally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think th- this was the breakthrough. But I think the line yeah. not going to seven this week and if anything, moving to six was a sign of respect. Too. Exactly. That's true. So I guess what I'm saying is I think we got to understand our priors are limited and meaning that they're not like perfect. And maybe sh- proving it is necessary sometimes. Yeah. Well, and look, at, I mean, Arizona's been all over the map, but they started out massively exceeding expectations mm-hmm. for a few weeks, and then they just got cremated. They got creamed, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For, a, for a whole month. But now they're back with their quarterback, and they win another he game. looks good. Now, um, what did you do to Cincinnati power ranking-wise? So I lowered Bengals a point. That doesn't seem like enough. Because that, I, I guess my question is, don't you reevaluate the ranking from last week? I mean, maybe a point for that game, but maybe another point for, like, you, you got ahead of yourself before. Yeah, the, I mean, part of it was the offense looked fine. You know, it's true. The defense has not been as good as, as expectations, and it was terrible against Houston. They gave mm-hmm. 500 yards, so maybe I should lower them even more because we're saying the Bengals are back. Well, wait, wait a minute. Maybe their offense is back, but their defense hasn't been what it was, what it was expected the entire year. 
we had the projected score recalculation 42 for Cincy, 33, or not 42 for Houston, 33 for Cincy. So, I mean, 42 points and, of stats. And I don't know if you saw, Houston was up 10 with three minutes to play with the ball, mm-hmm. and they threw a pick six, essentially a pick six. So mm-hmm. they, easily Houston could have won by 10 and just run out the clock. So let's look at Cincy coming up and see how your line lines up. So right in Baltimore is their opponent. This happens on Thursday, and Cincy's the road team. So what would you – just trying to get this real quick. Um, what does your pure power rating say this game should be? On a neutral, Baltimore uh, 2. The Baltimore okay. minus 2. All right, and you were giving Baltimore what two for uh, two for home? Yeah, one and a half. Uh, I think that, division game. Um, okay, so this line is then saying the line should only be three. Yeah, yeah. So it's because you don't go through, you don't move through the three. So I'm saying it. I'm I'm saying it's uh, it's light. Yes. So that means since he downgrade. Yes. I so, think, so I think, I think right. you made my case. If it makes make make sense to you four, and all of a sudden, uh, then it's two and a half on a neutral, and it all lines up. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Sarah, I think that's a good call. Hey, is he collect wisdom of crowds, right? Yeah. I downgrade Baltimore half a point. That sounds about right, right? They yeah. they, they probably should have won by seven. And, and we'll jump to that game next. Um, but uh, finishing anything else in the so the defense hasn't looked great all year. They replaced the safeties. Couple of games they looked fine. We thought they were going to be what we thought. Now it doesn't seem so as much. Yep. What do you do with Houston? Where are they ranked right now? Yeah, so Houston. And like we said, they're on the road as you're getting that against uh, Arizona. 14th. They, okay, against Arizona. And um, they opened up look ahead line four and a half, and now they're four. So it's gone down. That's interesting. But it actually opened six. Okay. And then money poured in on Arizona. But that's all about upgrading massively Arizona because we didn't know how Murray yeah, but was the lines play. Makers, But yeah, that's a good point. You know? That's a good point. I, I even heard that's one expert. I heard one expert say, and I screamed at him. Like, I, I called him up. I, was like, you, no, I texted him. I texted him. I was like, what are you what are you smoking? Is what I said because he said that um he thought I said he said that Toon and Murray were like not a big difference in the line. I'm like No one what? said that. Yeah, they did. This is someone that's on the radio and TV. Oh my! But he does great work, regardless. Everyone makes How, no, everyone no, makes no. mistakes. No, you know? no, 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 no. You listen. That's not a mistake. That's ignorant. I mean, like, who could possibly think that? Well, he's one of the worst quarter. I mean, how did the line? Why would this organization pay a guy forty million a year if he was no better than Tune at quarterback? I mean, yes. who's like a third stringer, effectively? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Tune was like a sacrificial lamb, no doubt. All right, um. Houston, where are they at in your power ranking? 14th. That doesn't seem high enough. Well, I got Seattle 13th and the Chargers 12th. And Jacksonville. Are uh, we I, right now Chargers and Houston on a neutral? I bet with Houston with both fists. I really do. Interesting. Let's see what the line is. So what's your power rating say Houston, Arizona? I uh, Houston's a half. I have Arizona on a neutral three. Houston's three points better on a neutral. Okay, and now, and they're four point favorites on the road. Yeah, so I clearly have used. Clearly, I have Houston too low. Yeah. Yeah, the market is completely I'll, disagreeing. I'll clean up your power ratings if you want. Hey, it's what? it's Monday. I haven't yeah. even, I haven't even texted them out. So, oh, I'm sorry, but no, no. But Houston's home, so Houston should be three. Well, Houston's the, home in that game. Yeah, so Houston's oh, three. My gosh. So, so I I stand correct. So Houston's three on the neutral, so they should be four at home. So it actually oh, matches. I guess you're right. Holy but, cow! But then again, the Arizona you know power rating is very dicey. Also, it's like where do we put Arizona? You know? Yeah, that's a good point. So I could have well, Arizona. What did, you, too what did low. you do with Arizona? I have Arizona. What did you do relative to last week? I bumped them two points. That I agree because you're you're doing a point. 
for the game and a point for Murray reevaluation because he had to be in the upper 25% of performance coming off the injury. More a half point for the game and one and a half for the Murray, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, now, the five-metric power ranking McKenzie puts up on the screen, here's the thing, McKenzie, let me quiz you. What, is, what isn't applicable about this? Um, not all the metrics include priors. No, I think I don't think any of them include priors, right? I but but I think what this is is saying this is how they played this season. That's different than how good are they right now. Only one uh, Neflo uses priors with their Elo system. Okay, but either way, well, Elo by definition has priors, right? And and actually, Elo priors go back to the history whenever the game began, like the league began, like those priors right now in the Elo numbers at five thirty eight that were from the Steelers playing in the forties. The franchise is the same. Yeah, yeah. Jersey is the same. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the jersey, yeah, but 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 the, because each year there's a piece of the prior year that goes forward. So thus, just like you and Genghis Khan, let's say being relatives or whatever, is it might be five, you know, fifty generations later. But yeah, but the chain's you, never broken. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, one thing this makes me think probably I should have Houston thirteenth because I'm I'm glancing at all these different metrics mm-hmm. and they're they're it's kind of remarkable how they're all in line. They got Houston anywhere from twelfth to fifteenth. Yeah, you know. But, so. that, but don't you agree with me? Houston's playing better now with a rookie court. I mean, and it makes sense. You had a new coach. A ro- you had a ton of injuries earlier in the year on the O line. They're healthier now. You got a quarterback coming in his own. That all seems to be they, like now is better than before. Yeah, they did just lose a couple weeks ago to Carolina, one of the but worst. But remember teams that, that that was a Super Bowl type. I'm not saying you dismiss it, but I'm saying it was a Super Bowl type effort for Carolina. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean we bet Carolina that game yeah. for that reason, and that's been a. And, and remember, last thing, they Bobby Slowick is his name, but he used to work at PFF. He's the OC, mm-hmm. and they were he was getting interviewed. You know, in the press conference after last week's game. And they were talking about how much he throws, and um, he he fundamentally decided he's going to start throwing more. The line's healthy enough. In the last two weeks, they've been killed. If you go just well, I mean, we know if you go last two weeks, um, you know what I'm interested in? Maybe go to Neflo and um, look at his maybe look back a couple weeks too and say what was the uh, run pass split? They they have the stats on um, situation neutral run pass. Yeah, you want to do the last two weeks of that? I want to see the last two, but then I want to see before the last two, meaning what was it two weeks ago and what it and what has it been? Yeah. Because I think they've really fundamentally changed and it's working like crazy. Yeah, I think Pierce, their their number one running back's been banged up. And because of that, it makes even more sense, right? If they're better passing the ball and the running back's not healthy, pass even more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which can help sometimes. And by the way, since week four, Houston is sixth on offense, EPA in the NFL. Sure. And what were they the first three weeks? I'll get that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, um, oh, they're I'm, a juggernaut. I mean, they're just—it's just incredible. Yeah. So why average? Well, their defense isn't any good. Hmm. It. I don't know. I. I. So I'm interested in division odds. I, I think there's some exciting division odds here. Now, have you looked at the division odds? By no. the way, Texans 27th only over the first three weeks. All right. So did you hear that, Faz? First three weeks, offense, Houston Texans 27th. Hmm. Since then, sixth. So there, there is an evolution of that team. Gotcha. So they got to beat Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to be a prohibitive favorite. Okay. I don't think they're prohibitive. Like minus 400, something like that. To win the up. division? That's what I, I, I did. Take a second think about it. All right. Let me, let me, what's the record? Jacksonville is six and three. Uh, uh, Houston me... is five and four. Correct. Take that down, McKenzie. 
So it's only a, it's only a one game lead. Mm-hmm. And they play each other one more time. Jacksonville closed to start the year. They're like minus one sixty. Okay. So thing, and things have gone well. You know? Houston, no, Houston has them in the. They beat them the one time they played so far. Houston beat Jacksonville. Okay, so Houston be, has the tiebreaker right if now. They, if they win in Jacksonville, that's a good point. Um, I would still say Jacksonville's like minus two eighty. Minus two twenty. Okay. Texans plus two seventy. And what we'll look at is um, we'll look at the AFC East when we get to mm-hmm. um, maybe the Bills game. I, I guess we'll talk a little Monday night. And then um, oh, Eagles, Cowboys, and uh, Lions that got it locked up. NFC South, who do you think? What do you th- think on that one? This okay. is fascinating. Someone's got to win, right? Oh, my God. How are the 49ers at minus 600 at this point? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, not they both won last I week. know. Yeah. I know. People are whoever says the market is efficient, they certainly react to dominant performances, no doubt about it. Um, okay, well, that, that is that 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 NFC South is fascinating. It is. I mean, Atlanta's just turned out to be bad. I think that coach is out of there. New Orleans is no good. Yeah, I mean for sure. All right, so let's go. We said we were going to go to the Baltimore Cincy. Let me talk on this first. I've never seen an MVP campaign. That was perspective in the season, meaning before the season, I've heard people say, you know, who should be MVP or no, who will be MVP? So-and-so is going to have a breakout year. Mm-hmm. But usually in week like nine, you don't hear, you know, who should be MVP? I think Lamar. Now, it's not what he's done so far. He's been fine, but I think he's going to get great. And thus he should be MVP. Really? I mean, you heard that, right? I mean, it was like, remember last week when you were defending him and, and I said, you know, Lamar, last week he was supposed to become MVP favor, but he didn't play a good game. I've never seen that before. And you said, well, it's relative to the other games ever the other people play. Well, now it's not relative. Now he cost his team the game by throwing a stupid interception with them, his team up seven in the fourth quarter. So that's a killer. How did he look generally? Good. Really? Yeah. That's not what I'm hearing. Well, Mackenzie, what is our reports? What is our, um, or I guess last week we just want to look at what, PFF and QBR? Yeah, let me just grab those. Yeah, yeah. Good until we threw the interception that cost his team the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking, you know, it's interesting. Mackenzie and I had a disagreement on Will Levis last week. Right. And then the supposedly, or not supposedly, the PFF grade was like 50-something. But... I listened to one of the PF pod, PFF pods, and they said before the last drive, when he was, you know, forced to throw into coverage, whatever, he had a seventy-five. So it's so interesting how one, how did he do in that game? You know, quite well, not great, but real good. And then one one drive in which it's like your one hand's tied behind your back, mm-hmm. and now you're at fifty. Because remember, they count turnover worthy plays. I think they gave him four uh-huh. on the last drive. <laughs> so it's so fascinating how one. It's all about when you look in, in many ways. Um, you got that, Mackenzie? You need a sec. Uh, last week versus Browns, Jackson 52 QBR, which is average, but his PFF was 59, which is bad. His second worst of the season. Seems like you 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 that that Lamar has to do horribly for you. What would it have been you if have he a had bet on Lamar? What, what would it have been if he hadn't thrown that that ugly pick six at the end of the game? Oh, he can't figure. Yeah, it. yeah. but I mean, it probably changes the the QBR more than it changes the yeah. PFF. But because the most PFF can give you is a minus two, so it's a four half decent plays equals one back. You know, I'm probably overvaluing because they they put up 31, but remember they got defensive score to start the game. Yeah. yeah, so they really only scored 24. But I mean, so that was what their their team total probably was for the game, right? You know. So what'd so. you do with the Browns 
Um, and what'd you do with the Ravens? Yeah, so how rating was? So Cleveland, I bumped half a point, and Baltimore, I lowered half. Just a half. Yeah. Mm. No, they, they. So you they, still have them like the best team in the league? No, I got Kansas City the best. San Fran two, Baltimore three. So we were talking about San Fran. You had like San Fran nine last week, didn't you? Yeah. Now they're <laughs> they're back up. Yes. All right. So if you look at the win share, Baltimore had a sixty five percent chance to win in the fourth quarter. Uh, our projections say they should have won by four. The recalculation. Kevin Cole says toss up. Pre-game composite EPA says two and a half. PFF says the Browns by seven. Now think about this. The guy at PFF who's doing this is one of their top guys. I think Tage Seff maybe is his name. He's, I think he's a German. Uh, he lives in Germany. Um, but really elite guy. He says seven. And you think Baltimore should have won. Yeah. We say Baltimore should have won. It's just, I mean, football is such art and not science. There's science, yeah, Cle- to, there's science to it, but there's art. Cleveland racked up a lot of stats. They got down two scores, and then they got a lot of yardage and first downs. Uh, but still, they weren't going to win without the pick six. Yeah. So Baltimore had a 15-point lead early in the game. Watson, everyone knows, went perfect, 14 for 14 in the second half. But this is fascinating. Baltimore had 25 more plays. Mm. Think about that. So a series of down is max three plays if you don't count, let's say, a punt. So seven, eight, it's like eight more firsts than tens, everything else equal. Whew. you got to almost look against Cle- – Who's? let's look at next week Cleveland. Oh, they got Pittsburgh. No, Pittsburgh gets another break. They get a tired Cleveland team. <laughs> another break? What do you mean? They don't get All breaks. They, they overcome bad yeah. breaks. Where do, you, where do you got Pittsburgh now, Smarty Pants? Pittsburgh is number 17. All right, so backing up for a second, Houston. I think McKenzie has the uh, info on Houston and the passing tendency. What do we got? Yeah, so prior to the last two weeks, Houston was at 56% of the time passing the ball, which is below average, 21st in the league, but 61% the last two weeks, which on the season would be fifth right with the Chiefs. All right, so in that situation, neutral, twenty. that's good work. 21st before, fifth cent. I'm just got a lot of nuggets today. Can we agree? Yes. Would you question? Should we? We probably should just be betting every Houston game to go over until that changes, right? Maybe. But remember, D'Amico Ryan's loves. I mean, he's a defensive guy. I don't think he's going to let that defense. I mean, I I, I think they're going to get better. Is what, okay. Is what my thinking is. But you know what? How about this? On on the Wednesday taping, I'll dig in a little statistically, and Mackenzie will the Houston D, and I'll tell you what I think. Sure. Because I, I right now I haven't really. All I know is I had Houston plus ten against Baltimore in week one and lost. Mm-hmm. That that is what I I was. You know, early is wrong is what they say, Fez. Real quick, last thing on that Buffalo um, game. This th- these are some fascinating numbers here. Oh, I'm sorry, not Buffalo. I meant Houston. And same, I guess, jersey color is um, they had combined 924 yards, Houston and Cincy, 924 yards. And that wasn't even the number one in the league. The game that had the most yards this week wasn't that game. It was Chargers in Detroit. And Houston had, amongst those 924, 544, 544 yards. Wow. Wow. Chase didn't look 100%. I think that's fair to say. Yep. Um, and, and this is going to blow your mind. 
Houston had two red zone failures in this game. I mean, did you see this? So, so two times they came out of the red zone with no points, and 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 somehow they still put up <laughs> as many well, as they did. That, well, that's going to happen when you get five forty four, right? I mean, that's a USC like Oregon type of game. Yeah, th- this is. Uh, and 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 since he's so one dimensional at this point, Cincinnati had eighty two percent of their yards from passing. Mm. So I mean, that's the most that's the most in the league this week. Very one dimensional. All right, so uh, we moved on. Let's go to the other high scoring game. But right? we we done with Cleveland Baltimore. So yes. I mean, what, where's Cleveland at ranked? Like who who do you, what's the AFC North odds in your mind? Yeah, it's interesting because if Cleveland wins. And since he wins this week, I believe Cleveland is in first place in the division. You know, this mm-hmm. is uh, Pittsburgh's got to be the the. Let me see: Pittsburgh six and three, Cleveland six and three, Baltimore six and three. Since he's five and four, um, so Pittsburgh and, and since he have to be up against it, Baltimore won three games on the road. Baltimore's got to be a prohibitive favorite because of the. You're going to give us some numbers. Yeah, Baltimore <laughs> is going to be like the favorite by. They'll be maybe plus. One one thirty, damn, that's good. One twenty five, really? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't look at these. I know. And then I would make. If you did, you took way too long. Fake make, it. Make 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 Cincinnati like two to one. Make Cleveland like plus two. Yeah, make them both like plus two twenty five. All right, Bengals plus two thirty five. Mm-hmm. Now we might have a bet here. Browns five to one. Five to one. Yeah. There was one book. I mean, those are the consensus odds. Bet online has the Browns with better odds than the Bengals. Okay. What do, you, what do you mean better? What does better mean? Bengals are four to one at Bet Online. Browns are three to one. Okay. Yeah. So then, how could the oh the consensus has to have how many out of what do we take the second out of the five or something? Yes. Okay. Because we don't want one outlier to mean to. So really, what we're saying is there might be better than five to one on the Browns in one of those books. Yes. Okay. Boy, I, I kind of like one on Cleveland. I mean, they're supposed to win this week, and yeah. you know, and if they win, and like I said, if since he beats Baltimore, Cleveland's in first place. Do you like that? Yes. I, I kind of do too. Um, remember, we got a Browns ticket uh, on the show earlier in the year during, you know, so uh, for the division. Now I do have Baltimore still skyrocket higher. Oh in yeah, my power of course. Range, but all they do is lose. Lamar, close, but if Lamar's the game's so close, good. they lose it. Because yes. Lamar's the MVP. Right. Um, who was your top last week? Who was your top team in football? It was the Bengals, right? Baltimore. And weren't they tied with the Bengals? No. Where'd you have the Bengals last week? Last week. Since the, I only have them at a five and a half. I so I had, I had Kansas City and Baltimore tied for first. Okay, because I was hoping right now the Bengals are in last place. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you had your number one team fourth in the division. That that, that would be well. <laughs> the Steelers are, the Steelers could well take you know take the division lead in the toughest division in football because we and win. they're an average team. We no, they, average no average. There you go. All right, what's the next game? All right, let's go to the other high scoring game, Detroit Chargers. I think this was a misleading final. I think that Detroit should have won by seven. The feeling is, oh, this was a coin flip could have gone either way. Now, Detroit won the stats, but there was one sequence I wanted to draw attention to. Obviously, the defenses couldn't stop the offenses. But the Chargers, and this is where watching the game I think really benefits you, they had eight downs inside the like the seven-yard line. So they had first, second, third, and fourth and goal. They go for it on fourth and goal. They get a penalty. So now it's first and goal from the one. It takes them four plays to score from the one. They score on fourth down. So eight plays inside the goal line. It took them to score that's not good in a game that's like a 41-38 and no one can stop anyone. Chargers, completely ineffective in the red zone. 
But if you have a leader who doesn't lead, does, isn't that what happens? Pretty much. <laughs> and then even on fourth down, from memory, they had to complete a pass in the, in the back of the end zone to get in, you know? So, like, like they are unable to run the ball in on, on second and goal from the one and third and goal from the one. So you thought that Herb's played a pretty good game? I mean, you said we can't, yes. can't blame Herbert. Can't blame Herbert. All no, right. he played a good game. I, I don't know. It seems like— And he was clutch. Their last three drives resulted, I believe, last two drives at least in touchdowns, if not the last so, three. So what were the—McKenzie, si- pull that up. I want to see the situation. All right. So what was the score? So They, w- they got down 14. All right, no, we got—we we don't yeah. have to go by memory. We have, yeah. we have the internet. We just got that. We got the dial-up modem and everything. Right All right, so it was 24-24 before this drive or after? No, that shows after the drive. All right, so it was um, seven points down, I assume. Right, and I guess I can look right about twenty four seventeen. And how much time's left? Twelve minutes in the third. That's not what we want to talk about. Let's see the last. I want to see the end. Keep going. Yeah. yeah, these are the last two drives. Yeah, if every team scoring a touchdown every time, it doesn't mean anything. What do you mean? It means that the, you know how these games go. <laughs> I mean, that's not fair to Herbert to say just because no, his defense you, gets you, stopped. I mean, but what I'm saying is, when there's a game, there's a track meet. It it perpetuates itself. Wouldn't you agree? No. I, uh, That's insane. I agree. I agree, but I still got to give credit to well, Herbert I, for going touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Fine, but but let's say in the in the, if he stepped into the huddle of the Raiders or you know the uh, Jets, it would be a different flow. It, it's a different game. That I that I agree with. I mean, I think statistically that's even been proven. Is and plus the more track media it is, the more tired the, the defense, defense is, is because they don't get the rest because it's so quick. Yeah, yeah, and, and, it, and the play count starts to accumulate. I, and if it's a long drive, the defense gets to rest. But these weren't long drives. These were like boom, boom, boom. You know. And if you think about it, they say that's why it's so hard to play defense for the run and shoot or the or the. Um, uh, air raid is you're you're playing so many plays that that so like no, what why hasn't there ever been a super high scoring offense with a great defense because when you do hurry up you you yeah. your defense has to play like defense seventy plays and everybody on the team gets hurt yeah know? so so by you saying you don't agree you agree you I, just want to get... I I agree but I'm not blaming Herbert for I'm not blaming I'm having right. fun with it's Herbert. fun it's fun throwing Herbert under the bus but I mean the well, defense he sucks in the red zone I still think he sucks in the red zone. But um, and they they really can't run the ball. I mean, I think it's I think it's past the point where Staley even has a chance to keep his job unless they do something crazy. Well, aren't the Chargers really cheap? Yeah, I don't think they're going to fire him during the year. Yeah. I just think at the end of the year, and, and I think he's had a long. What's he had here? Three years now. I think he probably signed yeah. a five year deal to start. They're fine with that. Um, he can become a D coordinator somewhere. I think that's where he belongs. All right, so. Um, Oh, by the way, speaking of that, <laughs> on fourth down, Detroit. Let me get the notes here. Oh yeah, I I, I saw this. Oh, okay, so fourth down, Detroit. Now, obviously, Staley's famous for being go for it on fourth down, right? Detroit converted four fourth downs in the game, and actually three for the Chargers. So seven combined fourth down conversions. Now they put up nine hundred and fifty. Four yards, okay? What is the odds? Now I'm giving this away now. If I came in beforehand and said, all right, 900, 954 yards, what's the odds or how likely you think it is the team that has the most yards of the week or, the, or I, I guess the game, the combined yards, had the fewest drives combined? Because that's the case in this game. 
as we said, 954 yards combined, 19 drives, no other game this week. And I didn't check Monday night. No other game this week had that few drives. How could that be? Because the if you flip it around, the teams, if you don't get any first downs, you get lots and lots of drives mm-hmm. because you, you run three plays and punt, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're having – I but I hear what, it, what you're saying because, like, you look at, like, an Iowa um, playing a Rutgers mm-hmm. and – it's so slow, like they're, they're, they're running down the shot, you know, you get the play clock, and whereas teams that are moving the ball well are playing faster, which means that you know that the, there's explosive plays, there's, there's, and there's, there's and there's long plays as well. Yeah, but 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 they're moving the chains too. So like it's very rare they have three and outs, and three and outs create tons and tons, you know, of of, of drive starts and, and new drives. So in a way, that's the paradox, which is if you don't drive at all, if it's three and out, three and out, three and out. That actually can – it would be a lot of drives, and that can actually help scoring, not if it's all three and out, but meaning if you can't move the ball at all, the other team gets a good field position, especially if it's a low total. Special teams plays, you know, just more likely to have, like, something funky happen. And if you have an offense that is, let's say, at 40th percentile, both of them, a little below average, those tend to be the lowest scoring games oftentimes. Yes. Because they get a couple of first downs, but then there's a holding penalty, so now they got a punt, you know. So it's fascinating. Interesting. Interesting. Um, this was a rare case in this game, and we should have mentioned it last week, that it was a bye team against a team off Monday night. Yes, the 14-6. Yeah, or yeah, five if you count the day. Yeah, if you count only the off days, yeah. Now, uh, what's interesting about that, so Detroit's off the bye, Chargers have the short week. Uh, interesting line move. So line was three. Most of the week it went down to two and a half and even two, right at post. So money on Herbert and companies. Good-looking man, not a leader of men. So ultimately, if you bet the Chargers during the week, you pushed. If you bet the Chargers on Sunday, you lost. Now, Detroit, where do you got them in the power rankings? Detroit, I have seventh. Okay, I think you're low, meaning I think they're a little better. So who's right above them? Dallas and Miami. Boy, I like that. There's some good teams. I, there's, I mean, I, I think I'd have Detroit over Dallas. Now, what's interesting is Dallas and Miami, like, um, in terms of pure power ratings, like if they both played Carolina. Maybe Dallas well, and Miami. Well, that's different because the blowout city, right? Right. Dallas and Miami are bullies. They can beat the hell out of bad teams. But if if they're if, we're, if you're talking about playing against elite teams, I think Detroit every every bit belongs with those two teams. Um. Oh, this is interesting. Detroit is the most bet team on game day this year. Is this week ten only or the whole year? The whole year. All right. So what we do is we track the moves on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The moves. Of- so who's like do we have right in front of you who's number two and three? I'll pull it up. Yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting. But and they bet against them this week. So this is a this yeah. is a reversal. This is the first time all year then then that that's really happened. And here's here's what's fascinating about that whole five days of rest versus fourteen days. If the team with the weak or the deficient rest, the less mm-hmm. rest, plays at home, they're ten and eleven against the spread. If they play on the road, what do you think? Be worse, of yeah. course. Eleven and five. Yeah, it's crazy. No, they're eleven because I think when here's what I notice: when there's a really bad spot, that's one week. When teams are aware it's a bad spot, the energy around that awareness actually trumps the spot. So maybe it'll be troublesome next week for the Chargers. But then, if you have successive weeks in a row in which you have short rest, I think it it yeah. hurts you. Um, okay. Wow, check this out. The second most team on game day bet by line move, the Rams. And number three, the Raiders. 
The Raiders, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. But they remember, Raiders have had a lot of bets, or a lot of games that move like two points in their direction. I, I haven't... Real... Interesting money on the Jets this week. Money anti-Raiders. Yeah. Right, right, not a lot, but the Jets went up from pick to minus one. Okay. I think there's one other thing about the 19 drive thing. When you're converting a fourth down seven times... You're extending a lot of that's drive. A, that's a great point. Right? Yes. So. And, and I did want to um, take a moment. It wasn't even close, in my opinion. So Dan Campbell made the decision. Game's tied. There's about a minute and a half left. He has fourth down and two yards to go, like on the 23-yard line. He's, he's driving. And he can kick the field goal to go up. But then the Chargers get the ball, and they've got like 90 seconds left. And he went He went for it. I don't know if the Chargers had one or two timeouts. Essentially, if they get it, they're going to win the game. They just make have to make a 37-yard field goal. I thought it was a great decision because think about that. If you kick the field goal, I don't even know if you're winning. I mean, you're probably a slight favorite, but in a game that's like 35-all and being up three with a minute and a half to so go. So you're making my point. When there's a lot of scoring, it lends itself to scoring. Yes. So, <laughs> so I mean, the best evidence I can give of why this is just a slam dunk, I'm sure the, the metrics and the Monte Carlo simulators would agree with me. If you're the Chargers, if you bet the Chargers on the money line and you see – it's fourth and two, and Detroit's going for it. You're like, God damn it. You know, you're, you're like, you know that. It's yeah, but that just, assumes that your instinct is right, though. Yeah, but your instinct usually is right in those situations and circumstances. Maybe yours is because you're one of the best in the world at betting NFL in the moment. But because, mo- even, because even if you fail, it's not an impossible situation. Okay, now the game's tied. There's a minute and a half left, and now the Chargers can't go balls to the wall. They have to be, they got to be careful not to turn the ball over, at least. So it's unrealistic to think you're probably going to be able to stop them when they're ultra aggressive and they get four downs. So um, Dan Campbell is renowned, and Sumer Sports just wrote something about it, uh, where they said, all right, they they came up with a model to say this is how much game decisions affect uh, the games and who's mm-hmm. the who's the most um, positively influential coach. Who's the, uh, and they got Dan Campbell as the best in game coach in the NFL. Interesting. So, I mean, does that line up with what you've seen? Yes, because he's ultra-aggressive, and most of the coaches aren't aggressive enough, other than Staley, who's too aggressive, or was too aggressive previously. Okay, I got a quiz for you, Fez. Hmm? Um, If there's 20 or less drives in a game, how many points do you think are scored on average? And I'm going to say more than 20. I got the the number for uh, 20 or less. Can I ask what's the average, the league average? Points? Drives. Oh, okay. I, uh, this season, it's 11.1 per team. So 22.2, yeah. Okay. So we're saying, um, you know, below, you know, probably one, a little less than one standard deviation to the less. So if scoring's 44 points per game, I will go less than 20. I will go 46 and a half. Okay. Now, huh, 43. Okay. So if there's more than 20 drives, the scoring is 43.1 mm-hmm. points a game. If there's less than 20 or less, 44 flat. Oh, so it's not no real difference. No, that's that's Now, that's very interesting. Now, I'm going to go under 18. Let's go under 18 because now we're getting to the fairly extreme here. So right? now what's going on is that you're having successful offenses and or teams that play slower and run the ball more. So less than 18. So this season, okay, there's been – huh, that's fascinating. There were, there were four – games last week that had less than 18, none in week eight, and then like five. Well, I guess each of these teams is, is listed twice, so it's going to be two mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Four. Okay, so it looks like there's about one game a week that has less than it. So that's a lot of games in, in the course of a decade, right? 170 or whatever. So less than 18 um, 
it's actually more, 44.8. So the yeah. drives go down, it means longer drives. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I would have thought the other way. Hmm. Okay, next game. What do you want to go to next? Um, you know, let's go Tennessee-Tampa Bay because I want to talk about the line move. All right? So yeah, this a lot of – I saw it at one point and, like, double took. So what drove that? So Wednesday the lines pick them, and then all the money on Tampa Bay goes all the way up to three – and I'm still trying to figure it out other than there just being no confidence at all in Levis at quarterback for Tennessee. But I don't I don't have a definitive reason for why. I mean, I made There the, was no injuries. Yeah, no injuries. You actually had Tampa equal. I had but Tampa. But you had Tampa on the on the Wednesday pick yes. or Thursday release pick. Yeah, because I I basically said, "All right, I make these two teams equal and Tampa's home, they should be laying one F." And so I almost played Tennessee. So I if I get if I'm getting plus a point, on Tampa, I'm going to take it every time, so I could justify Tampa being the favorite, but not a three-point favorite. And ultimately, uh, it was clean win. Tampa dominated. Tampa definitely was was worthy. And you know, one thing I think that may be driving this is that Tennessee seems to be like we want to see what we got in Levis. We're not running the ball. We're just going to have the have the kid throw the ball all the way around and see what we got in him. Mm. Is what I've been hearing. So you think that they're sacrificing? efficiency in the game to get more reps of him passing. Yes, that's what I've been reading. Now, i got to be honest with you. I don't remember a line move this big that wasn't information-driven. I agree. That's Normally there's there's injuries, there's something going on, and this just kept moving. And I there mean, was never any support it, back. No, there was never a big blow. Oftentimes it'll move, and then it'll come back. Some group will say, I'm grabbing plus three, and no one was had much interest. In I mean, Tennessee was favored early in the week. Yeah, they were one-point favorite. So if I would have said at that time, Tennessee's a one-point favorite, what's the odds that it gets to be Tampa three without an injury? You would have said Zero. what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So what, Less than what, 1%. What's going on there? I don't know. Henry had tw- 11 carries, 24 yards. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it feels like, I mean, you know what this could be? This, I mean, we would have heard about it by now, but maybe the flu was going through. I mean, this feel, this is one, you know, I might reach out to Matty Holt and see. What, what it he, would be the right one. To, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Because, I mean, that's what he does at uh, his company. But it's U.S. Integrity is the name of it. And, yes. And they do. Um, you know, they follow the the flows of money and try to say, hey, does anything look curious? Is Irregularities, yeah, I believe, is yeah. the word that he uses, yes. Okay, anything else? And they dominate the game by, you know, the... the Absolutely clean. They just, if you watch the game, it's like, yep, Tampa's a much better team. Hmm. So we got under Tennessee. Mackenzie, can you pop the um, updated win totals? Yeah. We yeah, should... I, I already mentally cashed that. Well, <laughs> then give me the money. Yeah. No. Uh, Tampa uh, only. Are home. they up yet? Or, um, because they just had the Monday night game. Normally, oh. Tuesday. Well, we usually have them on this pod. Yeah, so. that's true. Um, Tampa, this is from McKenzie. Only home game in five week stretch was against Tennessee in week 10. Yeah, I, if anything, I think that hurts you in that game. I don't think it helps you if you got like away, away, yeah. home, away, away. Yeah, it's not like they're going to like, we got to savor this, guys. Oh, okay, this is interesting. Some of the teams are – oh, the Titans over under is six under – Six and a half. Under, under minus 160. Yeah. Well, how do you know that? Guessed. I didn't look. <laughs> I don't think you looked. It was just weird the way you go six and a half. Yep, six. It's a, well, I'm paying attention because to Tennessee because I got a big bet under seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So I'm more likely to get it right. So we're looking good in this one. Yes. Now, the Green Bay is not so good. Green Bay, I'd say, is probably under seven and a half minus 180. 
Uh, let's see. Or here. six and a half over. Green Bay it should be is seven. Six and a half over minus one sixty. Yeah, so seven. And we got seven and a half? Jesus, they, they they don't seem like they win a game. They don't win a close game. But let's go to that one. Steelers, another victory. I got to tell you, this was my best week. Because when I was going for the fifth game, mm-hmm. and there was, a rig- there was a thing, so I had to put the games in early. But I'm not complaining. And... <laughs> The first thing I was going to is was was Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm sorry, check that was Green Bay three and a half. Yeah, because we had you had it in the Wednesday taping. Yep. Um, but I noticed when you gave me like your nine picks, you made like Pittsburgh like ninth or something, or, or again Green Bay. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, boy, he had him as a top pick. Now he's moved now off. Now I fit, yeah. And then then I heard some. I think it was that Suma dude was saying he, his best bet was Pittsburgh, and I was like, you know, something? I saw that. I this, saw there was some sharp money on Pittsburgh. This is a swing because it, this feels like the time everyone's thinking, wow, Green Bay's getting over a field goal. You know, like AJ's analysis, which I think was generally good, which is mm. Pittsburgh's not good laying points. You know, but it did feel like the time it would reverse it. So and I, and there's a little of the New England going on that there's something going on with Pittsburgh that we can't com- possibly comprehend that they just outperform the underlying stats like New England used to. Yeah. So and listen, I know that it was the mixed extra point or whatever. I mean, it was a fortunate um, win, but boy, it wasn't necessarily a g- game you wanted to pick because if it is a coin flip at the end, you want to avoid those games if you can. And it's always hard when you look at the stats because Pittsburgh has the lead, so Green Bay, their, their underlying stats look really good because they're in the red zone the last three possessions because Pittsburgh's running the ball and punting, and then Green Bay's driving in the end zone, throwing interception. Yeah. Now, the second game I was thinking about, and I was ready to fire, was Seattle. Mm. A lot of people on Seattle. A lot of people think they should have covered. In fact, let's go to that game. I'm not sure that you were wrong. Uh, the and then we'll go to Pittsburgh. I think Seattle by six or seven looked looks right to me. The um, underlying numbers: Seattle won the yards by over a hundred. They won the yards per play by almost one. Um, and you know, I will say that Washington's quarterback Hal is doing quite well. Washington's defense is, did played a very poor game. I don't know why Seattle didn't get into the 30s in this game. In what was a shootout. Well, in our re- in our recalculation, what we expected the score to be was um, Seattle thirty nine, Washington twenty six. Yeah. So a lot of points, a lot of yards. Seattle thirty or seventy eight percent chance to win in the fourth quarter, and all of the different projections pretty much has Seattle with a three to four five point win, except PFF has a toss up. Mm-hmm. So all right. Um, where are you at with you guys? Seattle, what around twelve? Thirteenth. Okay, so it seems like that they've outstated. The question we got to ask about Seattle is: Is there something fundamentally that's causing them for their stats to be better than their performance? You know, meaning scoreboard, mm-hmm. or is it just fluky? And if so, they're better than they seem because they could have easily won that Cincinnati game, right? Yeah, they should have won, and. They could have e- what was the other the, the Rams game I guess was the other one that they could have easily won in week one, so you, you could make the case his team. No, they got thumped, didn't no, they? Wasn't no, that no, time no. I remembered wrong? No, I mean it was one of those games where it was like uh, Seattle was winning at halftime. I'm I, remembering it wrong then. 
Uh, Mackenzie, can you pull out? Yeah, it was sure? 17 13 entering the fourth, but they ended up winning by 17. The Rams did. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I don't So some of the was metrics. Was it 17? Had, Jeez, I yeah, 30 to 13. 13. Yeah. Some of the metrics had it as a toss up game, but yeah. Seattle okay, by but, but who Rams was winning by. entering the fourth? Rams by four. It was by four. Okay. And then at halftime, it was what? I believe the Seahawks were way up with that. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's unfair to say they should have won the game. But I think the Cincy game for sure. Yeah. Right. So now and now this game they win, but they don't cover because of the their stat. But their stats say they should cover. I'm just hoping because we got Seattle action. I'm hoping it's not something systemic. Like sometimes quarterbacks just can't. They don't have the skill set to score in the red zone. For example. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, now the all stats projection on the C. Now this is fascinating. The all-stats projection, if you just say, how has Seattle done in the statistics each game? They're the sixth best team in the league. Interesting. If you look at the other metrics, they're 13, exactly mm. lined up with you. So that kind of, well, that's interesting. We should, I want to look at those numbers for all, the difference for all the teams. Not right now, but next week. Yeah, uh, yeah or for Wednesday. Okay, um, anything else in that game? Nope, that's it. I guess the last thing I'll say about the whole stats domination, Seattle had 27 first downs in this game. So, I mean, that's 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 the high of the week, and, and, and it speaks to— Oh, Dallas had 32. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's the second? In their second? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, let's go to that Dallas game. Give A.J. credit, man. He—, he I'm looking for traps. He's like, hey, got a shitty quarterback. I'm laying the lumber. And that one was nice. You know, the most amazing thing about this game is the Giants had a goal line stand to start the game. (laughs) Then Dallas just scored every other possession. So did you have Dallas in any of your? uh... Yeah. Okay. So you were thinking, like, I finally lay the points and this is going to happen? Yes. Uh, I mean, You know, what's what's funny about this, too, is that so everybody likes Dallas, right? And it goes to 17 and a half. Hmm. And it's like I'm waiting for like it to go up higher, and it, no, it just it, it just shows people like, and we talk about this like the duct tape shoe guys. We just don't like we don't like laying like well, lots of you. points. Yes, <laughs> so it's 17 and a half. It just sits there. It's like everybody. I've never seen a 17 and a half point spread that just normally like like 10 years ago they would go to 18 and a half. Like at some of the the the, the, the recreational book, nah, it just stayed 17 and a half. All right, so um. Dallas had 640 yards themselves. 640. The Giants on third down, 0 for 12. I can't get. I haven't got any information. What I, I know, Barkley is on their is their backup quarterback. So well, he's not the backup now. He's the emergency quarterback. Well, he but they have be a, the starting quarterback is where I'm going. He's a he's a perfectly capable third string quarterback. Then then listen. <laughs> didn't we see when there's a non quarterback quarterback in last year in the in the um, San Fran game that that isn't good? Yeah. I mean, even McCaffrey, you would think would be pretty good too, right? Mm-hmm. So the, oh, let's go to that game, McKenzie. So McCaffrey lost his uh, consecutive streak of touchdowns. He did. Now I heard that. Cousin Kyle kept him in the game way late just to try to give him a touchdown. Every other starter was out. They had four uh, attempts in the goal line. They went to him four times. Boy, I don't like that. I was, I was rooting for him. I don't like that. Achilles. Yeah, that. Oh, you know, wow. it's like, I mean, it's such a classless <laughs> thing. Be, well, but listen, you're supposed to try to score. You're supposed to try to win the game. I mean, you're supposed to try. What's the point? The fans deserve the game to be. Con- would, why don't they forfeit? Why don't they just call? In Little League, I bet you've had times that the mercy rule was called against you, right? 
Why did you say against me? Why didn't you say in, there are times that you ran up the score? <laughs> but you but know, you're right, yes. Right? So why don't they have mercy rule? I mean, play the game. If you get, if anything, you should be embarrassed if you're getting dominated My like little that. league coach was Leo Krebs, and a better man you will never find. And I was like in third, fourth, fifth grades. He was the greatest little league coach, and barely so, so was, he was, our, so he was, was our backup co- 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 coach, and he was tremendous. I love those guys. So they, they let everyone play an inning is what you're saying. They let everyone play. <laughs> Absolutely. Great man. Great man. And his um, and his son was like our star quarterback, Scott Krebs, for our high school. You know, Ray Krebs was the ranch foreman on Dallas. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Ray Krebs is a great character. Um, let me ask you a question. I think about this sometimes. Those guys that make, like, you can tell this guy made an, had an impact on you. Yeah. That's a wonderful thing. It's like when they do that job, that's what they're hoping for, right? Some black-hearted guy talking about blown Achilles years later, decades later, saying, oh, that was sweet, right? You ever stop to think what their lives were like? Meaning a guy like that, I don't know if he was married or not, probably, I guess, mm-hmm. right? But chances are, like, what was it? Do you know what he did for work? Uh, lawyer. Okay, then not so much. But there's a lot of situations where it's some single guy it's divorced. He's living in a little apartment. He's probably like playing Russian roulette. I mean, it's like, like these people when we're kids, we they're all adults, and you look up and you think, oh my god, look how cool! Like you can't even fathom being them. But then when you become an adult, you kind of think, when am I going to become an adult? And it's like you are an adult. It's just you are in your head a certain way. But I, but the kids are looking at kids are looking at you differently. And I think that was the same thing with Krebs. You know, he just was. Patient. He was such yeah. a great coach. He just lo- he loved being out. He loved like pitching, like batting practice to all of us. He, he didn't just have passion. He didn't have kids. He had two kids on the team. Okay. okay. And the interesting thing is, his older um, uh, son was on the team who had. I don't know, like, like, just wasn't quite right, maybe, like, in, 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 in to, what, the, the, I don't think quite. Right. You're, you're just saying neurodivergent, maybe, is how they. they say he's one right. of those kids where they, they give like, the, uh, 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 like a drug to, you know, to like. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Whereas, he's but, under, but under medical care, okay. right? But but it's fine, you know. And and his and his younger son was just like all American, like really, you mm-hmm. know, great, great athlete, you know, um, in, in all sports. He was our pitcher, and he like so. You know, was so great. The, the younger son was. Wasn't on the team. He was. He was on the team. Both so both many, sons were on the team. How many years? They're like they like two years apart. Okay, yeah, yeah eighteen months apart. So, um, how now? I'm interested. How did the older athlete or the athletic kid, the brother, how was he with the younger brother? The more athletic kid was the younger one. Okay, so was, well, how was he with his old? Tremendous. Okay, because yeah. oftentimes when you have that spot, they're either very protective. Because, you know, the other one has the issues or problem. And then, or sometimes they don't, they, they don't, like at home, they're probably fine. But in public, they don't get too involved. But it sounds like he was good. Right. Both in public and private. He was, he was just like an all-American great kid. What smart. position did you play? Second base. Really? Yeah. And you started? Yeah, because we only had twelve people. Okay, so, but three yeah, people. I, were... I probably shouldn't have been starting. I think. I think they liked me. You mean me. one of the other couple kids were bad? The the twelfth kid was better. Oh, I'm sure. But I. <laughs> but I. I mean, I tried hard. Now, you know, I always you, was hustling. What made you play? You think it was the Cincinnati Reds? Like you love baseball, so that's why you played. Yeah, it was a big red machine. Yeah. During the seventies. Did you feel like greatest... Joe? What was Joe Morgan the second baseman? Wasn't he? Yeah. Did you feel like Joe Morgan? 
Yeah, because Joe Joe was short, and Joe and I was short. <laughs> well, you're like, not short. I was then. Okay. And Joe was like, you know, Bill James rated him the number one second baseman in baseball prospectus. Think about this. He's 5'8", he's like 150 pounds, and mm-hmm. he got rated number one. And know why? Because he does he did everything well. He was fast. He was a great fielder. He never made errors. He's left-handed. He stole bases, hit for power. Joe Morgan wasn't left-handed, was he? Oh, yeah. I don't even think you can have a left-handed second baseman. Oh, no, you do. You can't have a left-handed shortstop. Le- definitely left-handed second baseman. Let's base think about this a second. Can't shortstop you? can't make the play in, in the hole in shortstop. I, I, honestly, Steve, I don't think you should. Because th- think about it, when you throw, if you're si- you'd have to turn the w- a weird way. No, it's natural. Let me think about this a second. If I'm here. Okay. Right-handed shortstop, left-handed second baseman. All right. I mean, you can have a right-handed well, you, second baseman. Of, I know a left-handed um, first baseman is preferred. Yeah. Because they they're covering the line. In that, but can't have a left-handed shortstop. Can't have a left-handed catcher. Okay. No good. Can't 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 do it. All right. I, I mean, thought. yeah. Joe Morgan. Now, now, Joe Morgan. He wasn't the guy that did the thing with his elbow, was he? He was. Okay. Did you do that for a while? We did. We loved. We loved all the red. <laughs> so the, the Rose would grab his crotch and grab his helmet. Bobby uh-huh. Tolan would stick the bat up way up in, into the air but, in the but, sky. But who you would know, you? When Joe you Morgan in, would, yeah. would pump. Doggy Perez would like loop his bat T- up Tony and down. Tony Perez. Yeah, Doggy. <laughs> Damn, you, know? you knew the big red machine. Johnny Bench. Johnny Bench was. He didn't have any like like peculiarities. He just hit lots of clutch home runs and had a a, a cannon for an arm throw. Base runners out. Sparky Anderson? Sparky Anderson was a true spark plug, yes. <laughs> As coach, you know who you followed, though, emulated the most? No doubt, Pete Rose. Oh, I love Pete Rose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you followed him in his footsteps. Invented the head first slide at a 44-game hitting streak. Um, would walk yes. and he'd sprint to first. He didn't care. He'd piss off the other team. For like, screw you guys. I try hard. He'll put. He'll knock the other catcher out of the league in an All Star game. No doubt, he had dinner with that that said catcher the night before. Was his buddy? Then ran him over. Ruined his career. Ray Fossey never was the same. See, I didn't know you were such a big baseball guy. I mean, I knew 70s. you were a fan. I knew you were a fan. Now, did you watch this week in baseball? Bump, bump, <laughs> bump, bump. That was awesome. Dun, 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 I was old dun, dun, or younger dun, dun, than you, dun, but dun. still, yes. I mean, not you know. Is um, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, man. The play that got me was the Dave Parker throw. Now, this would have been in the late Saturday, about 10 years later, but um, – well, not 10 years later. It would have been like uh, – Late 70s. We are family. Well, they won in 79, so this would have been 79 or 80. Yeah. Parker played for the Reds in the early 80s. They oh, traded yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. You remember Rumor that? was he had a few, some demons. There was always something unusual about this powerlifting player – that was hit nothing but singles in the 80s for the Reds. Well, he he was the, yeah, yeah, he was the he was the cobra. I and mean, he was sweating all the time. Hmm. Had white it looked like he was eating a lot of donuts. I'm not sure what was going. On. But he his arm, you there was an All-Star game and one other time where he he had a one bouncer in the third once and a throw directly from the warning track like literally to the third baseman on the fly. Yes. It was crazy. See, I actually like – I didn't watch much of it, but baseball seems that with the bigger bases, it moved back to the older game a little I feel, bit. I feel that way completely. And, and to yeah. me, it, the multifaceted part of it is what's so awesome about it, right? I mean, the fact you have to know how to bunt. You have to know how to break up a double play. And that all became so less important, I think it made the game less interesting. Yeah, like in the 1973 League Championship Series, Pete Rose ran over Bud Harrelson breaking up a double play. They got into a, into a rumble on the field. They started like throwing haymakers. Like, so no you, one got suspended. It was a different world. Would you be depressed if, if like the Reds lost? 
Oh, yeah. Okay, I it like it. It matter. You should let this side. We should do like a, during the baseball season, we should do like a Reds, this day in Reds history. And let you pick, let you pick like any of the years when you were a fan, and say, "Oh, look, on June 14th there was this," and you could just take one minute talking about your like memory. 1973. This is Hal King Day. This yeah. is when Hal King hit that exactly. hit the pinch hit home run. The Reds were eight games out from the Dodgers, and they wound up rallying to win the division because of the Hal King home run. We'll do that at the end of the pod for those that don't want. I like you know. it. <laughs> all right, um, all right. What game are we going to? We're going to go Indianapolis, New England. Let's go to London. Um, Snooze fast. New England should have won the game. I don't know how they didn't win the game. They oh, they won his the his name's Mac Jones. He sucks. Oh, oh my God, brutal, just brutal. They, so New New England won everything except for quarterback. So they lost. I mean, they could have the number one pick. Imagine that. Mm. Um, what would you do if you were Kraft? How would you handle this? Would you like say, hey? Belichick, you had your time, but 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 you're not great now. I mean, how would you handle them? I would do things like remember in Office Space, the movie when they kept moving the guy's desk, like and they moved him into the basement. The, the, the... So you would haze Bill Belichick? Yeah, <laughs> Bill. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna need you to come in on Sunday night. Yeah, that'd be great if. Um, and I'm gonna have an analytics guy, you know, go ahead and give you the lineup each week. That'd be great if you could just follow. So this would be trying to run him off, exactly, because I can't fire him, but I try to run him out. So you think he, he's he's a detriment? As That'd a be great. Well, I think it, 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 the next the next you coach you're going to hire is better. Be, yes, because it's so much about attitudes and players wanting to play hard. If the players aren't playing hard, you're not going to win. And they're winning everything except the quarterback in most games. Maybe, maybe I'm just being like maybe it's just Mac Jones, and if they could just get like any kind of reasonable Mariota in there, that they'd suddenly go, they suddenly win ten games. I don't know. When you were, how many people did you? Manage when you were at Transamerica. Uh, and for new listeners, in Fez's 30s, he rose up to be vice president in an insurance company or an insurance company, right? Yeah. And was a young vice, you know, in your 30s. And then you gave it all up for gambling. How many people did you directly manage? So I had like 10 guys underneath me, and then I had two other departments that were underneath me where I would just manage one person who would manage like 10 or 12. Okay. So, so directly then, and how many people were in your department? 10, 10 you said? yeah. So there was like 12 effectively, 10 plus the two other quasi-managers. Yes. Okay. On a scale of 1 to 100, how would you say, how tough were you on them? Meaning Belichickian would be like a 90 and, you know, completely hands-off a 10. Like how, how tough were you? If you asked me, I'd say like a 45. And if you asked them, I think they'd say like a 72. <laughs> okay, so, so you think you would have been like one standard DVA, and the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Right. All right, so you were slightly above, about 60%, a little I, above average. I, I think from an insurance company perspective, I was probably a little bit of a tough manager. Mm -hmm. From a consulting company perspective, I was a cupcake. You know, yeah. it, was, it was just a different world. More like McKenzie or, or Anderson. Ex yeah. Yeah, compared to those guys. Because they are high powered, they make big money, and there's no BS. And, and it, it makes sense. It's like, you know what? If you're, if you're making, you know, you know, a, a good wage. Like a football player? If you're making just a normal wage. Like a football player? You, yeah, you, you can't just be busting people's balls and, and, and like having them like, oh, you know, they're like, they, they, you know, they, they have to stay late like two times in a week. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just you, you cannot sustain that. I mean, everyone's going to quit on you. All right. So here's the question, though. If you were above average in toughness and you were exposed like McKinsey consultants and stuff, right? You've seen that. Sure. Uh, 
why why is it that it seems like whenever you talk about like a coach or whatever, you seem like you'd be the softest manager ever? You're like, yeah, man, Belichick should maybe let those guys have fun, man. What's the point if they're not having fun? It sounds like you're a hippie or something. Well, I having worked for insurance companies and consulting firms, I and the best you, you work for a consulting firm, yeah, which one? Hewitt Associates. Okay, so that was before. Yeah, and you did that right out of school. That was a couple years out of school. And how many? And how many years did you do that? For three years. Okay. Now, did you go on site? I was in Southern California. Yeah. But would you go to so the you, clients? The client. Okay. So you would go for an afternoon. You wouldn't go like for three weeks or a month. Like no, Mackenzie oh, often oh, they're, no, no, they're no, in I, bed someone for like three months. Yeah, or, and I was so lower level at the time. I I almost went to no client meetings back then. I was just oh, so you were grinding on the work that, that okay yeah. okay which actually was the complete with the wrong role because like my best role was to actually meeting with clients because know, for an insurance guy you're personable. I, for an for an actuary, yes. <laughs> Certainly okay. not for a salesperson, but for yeah. an actuary, yes. But I think it's good. I, I actually think it's good to get the fundamentals down because if if someone's too anxious to be the social person, they don't like doing the work. Like if I think proving you would do the work and then having the yeah okay. Exactly. I didn't know that. Now did so did you ever consider like applying uh, again like McKinsey or back then it was Anderson Consulting was it the second biggest I think like because they I mean they do make great money did you consider that at the time no and it was why because you got a dose of it and it was too hardcore yes okay it was too much you like it was politics you had to show up like on on Saturday morning you know you're expected to be seen from like nine a.m. to one p.m. yeah because because they're, they're billing them like crazy I mean yeah. they bill so much they want to they want the the other the company that's being getting the consulting to feel like they're getting the money. Yeah, but they could just work an extra hour, you know, Wednesday and Thursday, you know, work till 6.30 and get it done and not wreck their weekends. But now that now they wouldn't be on the partner track to be like yeah, working yeah. on Saturday. You know, it's like a bunch of politics. You said F all that. I'm going to Vegas. F that. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> all right. Um, so you think that Belichick, don't you think Belichick potentially attracts the kind of players that he wants? I mean, there's certainly... 45 or 50 players in the league that want to play hard, want to be coached hard. Yeah, and I think he tries to pick teams that guys who are captains for their for their mm-hmm. their college teams and the like and so he absolutely is trying to, you know, have a team that's, you know, um, compatible. Yes. Because there seems to be a tendency to want to make it Brady versus Belichick. But in truth, other than Belichick's mistaken thought that Brady was too old, right? And and is they have been each other. They weren't great friends because you, it's hard to have such an intense aspirational goal and to be pals. Pals laugh and have fun. This is like your you know career type thing, winning Super Bowls. But they they seem to respect each other as much as any coach and player. Yeah, and it's real. It is really hard. Ultimately, like I remember when I was when I got promoted. You know, then then all of a sudden it was really hard to go to lunch with people. Like I, I was like I felt like boy I don't want to ruin their lunch by going to lunch with them. You know, <laughs> let them enjoy their lunch. You know, I've often thought, why is Faz ruining this lunch showing up? No, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I can relate. So I mean, it's just especially in a smaller company is there is. A pal, you know, there is a everyone's kind of the same, and then at other times there's not, and 
Yeah. So, but you're the one that always says, "Oh, they're they're they, they're agreeing with you because you're the boss." It's like, boy, people don't agree with me as much as you say in, in this room. So I'm not sure that's it. But well, that's probably good that they don't, right? Yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, but then when they do, we got to take no, it seriously. Well, I've noticed, like when I when I disagree with you more, mm-hmm. like we get along better because you know it's like genuine. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I like I like people being engaged because if someone's bored on the pod. On it, you're gonna be bored listening to. No, it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. If you like, make like a, an exceptional point, and you make like like a modest point, I'm gonna. I'm gonna like talk about the exceptional yeah, point. Hell yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, do you, it, I don't think there's any chance New England quote unquote tanks. No, Belichick chance, wants no. the wins. But you, it's a it's a sage point. They are in they are in the running here for and, and Arizona clearly wasn't tanking. I mean, is anyone tanking? I mean, what I'm saying no. is that it, when you see these games, it does feel the, like the only the only candidate would be Carolina, but they don't have a draft pick, yeah. so that can't be the case. Yeah. Well, let's jump to that game. That was Thursday night. They're bad. That yeah. Court, they, that young is is too. Uh, he's he's not big enough. They get they you know they get they get a special teams touchdown and they and that's the only reason they cover the three and a half, um, which ultimately was three. Also, um, clean win by the Bears. Bears should have won by seven, and the Bears are no good. But Bears aren't so. I mean, Bears have played better recently. Bears, you know what? Bears get back their quarterback, and all of a sudden, the Bears might be uh, might be able to win six games. I don't know. I'm I, they. Say, I'm not. I don't watch the all twenty two, so I can't say his arm. You know, but boy, this this Badgett is that how you mm-hmm. said? He he's got some. He's a, certainly a good backup. I think. Don't yeah, I, think? I I certainly feel that I'm always one. You know, Bears have three wins now, right? Yeah. So I mean, so I mean. The and they, it, it does look like the team sometimes you know, like the team shrugs their shoulders and they're like, yeah, they're not happy, you know, and they certainly seem supportive, you know, of him as, as their starting quarterback. Bears had an average amount of first downs 21, Carolina had 12, 12 first downs, not good, not good at all. All right, next game, we're getting down to the end, right? Uh, yeah, so San Fran, Jacksonville, um, you know what, in retrospect, I think you, 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 you sent me these numbers, so did San Fran, three straight losses. Great team off three straight losses and a bye. Well, a, a winning team, three winning straight. team, and they just kicked ass. They mm-hmm. just dominated from start to start to go. Other than you know, um, McKenzie's team for whatever reason trying to get phony records and you know pulling everybody <laughs> out, but um, they're running back who they tried to get hurt, but was C Mac. But a really, really um, solid win by the 49ers. So there was a lot of garbage time in this game. In uh, the non-garbage time, it was 45-11. We had the stats projected to, and then. San Fran scored seven points, or what yardage that equated to seven points in garbage time, and somehow Jacksonville had minus four points. I mean, I, I tell you this: take a look, write a note to yourself, mm-hmm. take a look at Trevor Lawrence's home away splits this year and last year. Mm-hmm. He's better on the road. Wow. I mean, like it's clearly better on the road. Maybe I mean, they should play three in London next year. I don't. Yeah, and again, I guess I'm not even thinking about that. I'm. I mean, at home they're not not good. The only time they were good was when they played Indianapolis. I guess that's when they beat you know at home. But um, I mean, they got they had two big tests and they failed against the Chiefs and they failed against the Niners. Okay, so Mackenzie, um, why don't you read what you think the pertinent info is? You're looking at some Trevor Lawrence splits. Yeah, I just grabbed his home passer rating, which is not good in the modern NFL, 84, mm-hmm. and on the road, 87. So Man, I, mean, I mean, yeah, and that's his yeah. career, right? I'm Why is his nose so small in that picture, Mackenzie? <laughs> that's not Trevor Lawrence. 
I don't know. Right? I mean, that's like half his nose. Airbrush. <laughs> it looks like Trevor Lawrence's sister dressing up as Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. He looks very femme there, doesn't he? It's a drawing at Stat Muse. <laughs> I mean, that is weird. I, there must be somewhere that hates him. Put someone else up. Put up, um, who do we know how? Took up, put up Dak Prescott. He, he looks manly. Let's see how they make him look here. All right. Why is he wearing a bra? No, no, he, no, look. Look they how white his they, teeth are. No, no, yeah, but Looks they good. don't, let's stop. They don't like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Because that looks like a guy could be on a cartoon. Like he could be the tough guy in a cartoon or something. Trevor Lawrence looks like, I don't even know yeah, what. I, the, I agree. He's <laughs> got like a five o'clock shadow. Lawrence has dimples. So I've never liked Stat Muse, but now I do because there's someone in there that hates. <laughs> that shades it, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville was a team that, if you looked at just the second half of last year, their stats and good, and then this year six and two coming in this game, so there was a sense of over the season they might be as good as anybody. They almost beat Kansas City in the playoffs. What's going on? Here? Are they just not? Have they regressed, or was it an aberration? What What do you think? It well, is? I think the the schedule they really haven't they they beat Buffalo's up. Buffalo's a pretty good team. Are they? Uh, yeah. At the time, remember that. And that was injuries, a great spot, remember? The injuries they, didn't happen. That was the London game where they Buffalo wasn't ready to go. the injuries hadn't happened at that point. Or the white injury had. Yeah, yeah. But 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 remember, that was the game Buffalo flew out late, and they just they, and, and they didn't do anything in the first quarter, and Jacksonville got up by double digits and held on. We can always dismiss these games. But, I know. Um, so so where do you got them? Where do you got them power rated? 11th. They're good enough to beat up on the bad teams, and they 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 don't compete against the good teams. So, who if you force bet on the division odds, do you bet they hold on? Yes. Why? Gut my gut feeling. Priors. But right now, you think they're slightly better than Houston. Yeah, only slight better, only a point better. Okay, so if Houston wins this, the game, they'll have they'll be tied with them when they play each other. Mm-hmm. Assuming I don't know when that game is. Um, but they're only one game back now, and they would have the tiebreaker. Yeah, I'll have to take. A, I'm, let me take a look at the schedule. I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Well, remember the 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 odds say your your perspective is about right. So let's see here. Jacksonville schedule from here. They play. This is from bottom. Okay, November nineteenth. Okay, so they're home against the Titans, and then they go to Houston the next week. And the early line on that. I we'll guess look, that's going to be early, early. Oh, we'll look at that! Look at what's coming up, though. Uh, then now this is Jacksonville: Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Ouch, Tampa, Carolina, Titans. Wow! And that's, let's, a, tough, up, that's put, a tough stretch. Put there up Houston. The put up Houston. I mean, if this isn't bad, do you think the Jags will be laying four and a half, like the early line said? No, at Jacksonville. That, that's I mean, probably the summer Houston. line. That's probably the summer line. I think. But th- that line's going to come out, I think, then on Tuesday, right? Right. Okay. It's going to be Pickham. You think? Yeah. Boy, I like Houston if it's Pickham. All right, so Houston has Arizona this week, so nice easy one in theory, but I guess not really. Jacksonville. Then Broncos, which isn't an easy one, but okay, Jets. Okay, Titans. Oh, Browns, Titans, Colts. Fez. Easy. Yeah, this I, is. I, 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 I no longer like Jacksonville to win the division. I mean, what are we getting? For, plus 250? 220. Plus 270. Oh, 70. Yeah, we should bet that. You like that? Yeah. Let's well, do I'll it. I'll shop and I'll bet it. Let's do it. Give me a nickel on that. I don't yes. want to go crazy. Woo, let's go Houston, baby. You want a little taste, McKenzie? 
Yeah, it does seem like a great bet when you're looking at these upcoming right, odds. You, but, can have, you want 50 of mine? Yes. I, right. I, have, I have a quick so question don't, you don't have to worry about from it. professional bettors. You can get minus 220 on the Jaguars, plus 270 on the Texans. I don't think there's another team with a chance. What do you mean another team with a chance? I mean, the Colts are 12-1. to 1. That's the next closest. The Colts are only like one and a half games back. Okay, so I guess I was. I guess that answered my question. Read your Talib is no. I'm saying <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah. You can't dismiss long tails, man. Right, Fez? Yeah. In fact, there was an excellent. There's he. He's an actuary, and he's like he's got analytics in his name, and I can't remember what it is on Twitter. But he was talking about like how what everyone does wrong. Okay, so what they do is they do a binomial distribution. They take all the point spreads at the beginning of the year. So this is AV analytics or something. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says, and 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 I forgot how he. If he he's got another word that he describes. It's not just a binomial distribution. It's like a binomial mm-hmm. distribution turbo, if mm-hmm. you will. That's mm-hmm. not the word. Yeah. But what he was saying is that there's an, an added level of complexity because this, this is just our estimate of how good a team is. We're, we're not certain. They could be worse. They could be better. This is just an estimate going in. So there's variance associated with that. Mm-hmm. And then there's a second level of variance he doesn't even talk about, specifically the changes to a team, the injuries that can occur over the course of a season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to their opponents, but more so for them. So that there's two extra levels of uncertainty. So like when you flip a coin 17 times for yeah, if a team was 50-50. Which replica- replicates 17 games. You'd have a tail, right? And you'd, But you'd be much more confident. And when you say tail, you mean heads or tails. You're saying on the distribution chart. Right, right. So you, you, what would happen is that you would be much more likely to have a team to flip 7, 8, 9, 10 you know, heads in that distribution than you would for a, a an average NFL team because so many things could happen over the course mm-hmm. of the season where they'd be more likely to land with only 5 wins or 12 wins. So what we're saying is winning – perpetuates itself and losing perpetuates itself. Thus, the extremizing of the results makes more sense than a, a normal distribution. Right. So if I flip a coin and I get seven heads and two tails, all right, then the 10th game is 50-50, I'll get a head. But if I if I got a football team that goes seven and two, that was perceived to be an average team, they're going to be favored week 10. And the things that influence those kind of streaks or, or propensities to go a certain way is if you're injured but you're winning, maybe you shoot that knee up for the game, right? And maybe you trade for someone at the trade deadline. Maybe, you know, maybe you start the young – if you're losing, you start the young player at guard just to see what you got. Yes, and maybe your quarterback, C.J. Stroud's really good, or maybe your quarterback, C, you know, Young, sucks, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, like going in, those teams, like, like when we think about it, Carolina was perceived to almost be a 500 team. Clearly – we 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 valued you know the entire team wrong, but we valued the quarterback massively wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think Frank Reich is. I mean, and the another there. good point. Yeah. All right. All right. Next game. I think we're almost done. All right. New Orleans, Minnesota. Variant clean win by the Vikings. This Dobbs kid is just you know my one loser. Tremendous. You know what's what's interesting about this is so Minnesota wins by eight. I believe I saw that New Orleans threw a touchdown pass, Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. that had the smallest chance of being completed as a touchdown pass. You know, kudos to him for trying it. They were behind by two touchdowns, but he threw up, you know, not not even a 50-50 well, ball. I mean, I, this I, is the famous 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions or whatever. Right, he threw up a ball, freeze it, it's in the air, and you're like, how often is that going to be a touchdown? You're like, maybe 8% of the time, and he completed. He threw a perfect pass, and the guy ran, jumped up and got and won a jump ball. Boy, Carr got some money. I mean, what did he get? Forty million for like four years or something? Yeah, he can't get through two games. Yeah, and he wasn't good when he wasn't getting through those games. And then, and he had like one Ooh. or two good game games. We're like, okay, the Saints are coming together. Look at those wide receivers. Nope. All right. Um, so now, let's talk about the odds in the NFC South. What do you got? You said you were figuring them. We got the Saints, obviously the Falcons, the Bucks. 
and the Panthers. I'll tell you the Panthers. 150 to 1. Now, why won't they just make that 15,000 to 1? <laughs> I hear you. Uh, let's see. Atlanta, they're going to win eight games. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, they're going to win eight and a half games. Tampa Bay, they're going to win eight and a half games. So Ooh, I would, eight and a half, okay. Um, I would say right now, if I had to set the odds, I would probably say that like Tampa should be like plus 140, New Orleans plus 140, and Atlanta like plus 220 off the top of my head. Okay. How's that stack? We up? might have a bet. The Saints minus 120. All right. No good. Falcons plus 260. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers three to one. That's interesting. It's three to one seems juicy. It does, and and you know I think. No, what do you think? You thought Tampa should have been equal to the Saints. Yeah, it seems. It sure seems to me that Tampa is playing every bit as good as the Saints right now. Um, I don't know, like the car injury. Five metric average, McKenzie. I'll grab that. Go ahead. Um, they have the same record. What's what's going on? They so there's four actually and five? A, a big difference with the five metric average. Saints are tenth at plus one point eight. Tampa Bay is twenty fifth at minus two. All right. Yeah, see, the thing about Tampa, we want to, I don't want to recommend that one yet mm-hmm. because they got early in the year, they were getting very fortunate on third down. And that's something, that, and that did even itself out. I don't know if that offense that played Buffalo that I saw in that game is. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, and plus that Saints D, though it's hit or miss, that Saints D can be mighty good in certain spots. And I'm just not sure what unit. And we don't want to overreact to a week where the Saints played their bad game and Tampa Bay played their good game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. The reason I like the Texans is I, I I think there are major questions about the Jags. And I think the last two games tells me this Texans team isn't really evident in the season stats. If you can win in Cincinnati and win a clean game, you can win the division. Yeah. Yes. Now you got to wonder too how much like the early line in Cincy Baltimore is Baltimore by three and a half. All right. Um, Current line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was three. Went to three and a half. Three was the look ahead. I don't think you've ever used the term early line. It confused me. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I, well, I guess we don't usually talk about these games so much, so I'm looking yeah. ahead. The, that feels like it's a, a lot of love for Baltimore because three and a half, the line should be two if it was an even yes. game. So the, the, the idea that it's three and a half is, well, let me see, 20 cents, 20 cents to get to three and a half, and then seven. Mm-hmm. So it's like 47 cents. And the line of, last, home, of home of being better, how can they be that much better? Because it's, last week Baltimore was like power rate is the best team in the NFL, and they're laying three in this game. Uh huh. And so what happened? Well, both Baltimore, Baltimore disappointed, but Cincinnati more disappointed. So you're saying, well, if, if three was right last week, but it was a fly, that's the thing. I think that, that you could maybe, and again, I don't love Cincy here, but you can almost excuse it because it was a flat spot where. Um, it was the one game. Think about it. They had the two games against Buffalo, then against San, San Fran. Fran, then then a game against Houston, right? Came in the year as a, a potential number one pick. And then they have uh, now the Baltimore, and then next week, I can't remember, but it's another real tough game. It's, I think Cleveland. It's another division game. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if it was one game that you were going to be a little flat, it'd be that one. I don't know. I hear you. Double Dagwood sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so right now, since he's not in the playoffs— and either is Buffalo, obviously, after tonight. I mean, those might, I mean, coming in the year, they would have been two of the five best teams in the league, right? Yeah. Pre-pi- um, Thursday night, 
Mackenzie's asking, uh, how does this affect it? I mean, to me, it's the it's in division, so it's not as important because you know the team very well. Oh, what, the, the short week, yeah. Yeah, what I would say is, look, as long as McDonald, the D.C., has played against Burrow, they've done they Burrow would was killing them because remember Burrow could is great against the blitz. Mm-hmm. His rookie or his second year, they were blitzing him like crazy, and he was remember he had like 525 yards and that long pass that they said we're going to yeah. get you for that. Well, since McDonald's come in, and he doesn't blitz as much. They've done, think about the playoff game. Since he was lucky, remember they had that pick six return. That's a real good point. Baltimore had their third string quarterback, mm-hmm. or their, Hunley. Hunley was the quarterback. Yeah, and yeah. and, and, and they, well, I, yeah, second string. But and yeah. they they fumbled on the one yard line. Yeah, or they probably went. And they returned it all the way. Yeah. So I mean, I guess what I'm saying, this is a team that went into Kansas City and had that as a coin, a true Banco. What's it called? Planko. Planko game. I'm not going to do it, but <laughs> <laughs> but but to me. I think it's a situation you know since he's not going to – or you don't know. You feel since he won't score a ton. There might be an under here. You know, um, Burrow's great as an underdog, though. He's great as an underdog. Yeah, so maybe we go under. So what? let me see. What what We got the total is 46, and it's up from 44. Looks high. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, well, think about this. Think about what, – what's let's do a comp. Mm-hmm. Houston's a dead nut over team since he was just playing Houston, mm-hmm. and then that total was 46. So how can that total be 46 if this total is 46? That's a good point. Right? Yeah, I like that. There's a 46 over 15. Uh, there, yeah, wow. Yeah, we should play under. You like it? Well, especially because, like, primetime games, there's been 12 straight unders. So you know they're going to bet. The public's going to bet it. Yeah. All right, so how does this sound? Give me till tomorrow morning. I like it. Give me till tomorrow morning. And I, I won't want to, you know, I'll just take, uh, well, we'll figure it I'll out. I'll be up at 6 a.m. Oh, not that more. No. All right. Burrow QBR versus McDonald's last two seasons. His average in every other game, 75. In the games against McDonald's. How many games is this, Mackenzie? Four games. I was trying to tell you about that. Four there. games. 40. So he's a 75 and a 40. It's pretty strong. Mm. And and let's be honest. Cincinnati doesn't have the brain trust on offense to like outmaneuver. I mean, a head coach is fine, but he's not—he's not a ta- tactician. They don't need a brain trust. They got—they they, they, we believe in Burrow and his wide receivers. Now let's see what Chase's health is. This, this is That's a, hit. a good point too. Thursday, Thursday, so he doesn't get as much time to recover. All right. So what do we got left? Uh, just one game, I think. Atlanta, Arizona, uh-huh. and we got to totally rethink. Remember, there's thoughts about Arizona. Do they are they really motivated to win and the like? Well, yeah. the players are motivated to win, and Murray looked. Really fast, really mobile, willing to run. Um, In fact, I could make the case. It looked like, you know, that game could have gone either way. Certainly could have. Atlanta took the lead with a minute to play. But stats-wise, clean win for Arizona. Kind of a minor miracle Atlanta got the lead with a minute and a half to play. So I I think I mixed this one up. So, Mackenzie, you can tell me. uh, One of these teams had 112 penalty yards, which is too many. I think it's Atlanta, but um, maybe you can tell me real quick, Mackenzie. Because I got it from a database, and they like it says penalty yards. Does that mean penalties you committed? I think so. So I think it is Atlanta, but we'll see. And um, okay, I like that we went through. So let's just quickly go through the rest of the divisions. We'll be done. Um, Dolphins are minus two hundred, and this was before today's game. 
So they're going to be even better. It's mm -hmm. actually Arizona with the 112 yards. Yeah, I don't know why this database is inverting it. So Arizona had that many They survived powers. all that penalty. That's, yeah. So all, all the more power to them. Uh, um, Jags, we talked. Chiefs, are, you got to bet 20 to win one. It's over. D do we maybe fade the Chiefs this week because they're going to be flat maybe? No, because they're... They're oh, they're Monday, night. They're, the they're Monday night against Philly. That's not the okay. Game. Okay, yeah. they had the buy. Taylor, Taylor Swift's going to be there. Oh Lord! All right. Um, hey, I, I, I respect the hell out of. I, I she was an it, she wait. was in Argentina. I don't know. She, I don't know. Like I think she's back doing her concert thing. I have a feeling if it's Monday night, she's going to be there. Whatever it takes. Well, Kelsey was in Argentina this week. I t I mean, all joking aside, doesn't I mean, doesn't that cause you to downgrade KC a little bit? Yeah. Taylor Swift minus a half. Point? Um, well, I don't like that Kelsey's like, I'm getting pale. I got to go get sunshine. That's not good. He's not getting sunshine. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to clue you in there, Fess. <laughs> Eagles minus 550. Cowboys plus 410. Wow. Lions 11 minus 1100. Now, what do you think about Vikings to make the playoffs? It has no Everyone's so excited. There's no chance. You know why? Because I have the no Vikings. No chance. It's like even money. No, it has no chance because I bet the Vikings, if you recall, like in back in August when we had our little like uh -huh. like like free for all for divisions and and, and, and oh. playoffs. And since the oh, fact, so the, oh, that, I the remember, fact that I have the Vi I have the I have the you took every non, team except the Lions. Yeah. Okay. How's that working out? Yeah. <laughs> right, Dan so, Campbell. So Vikings to make the. What do you think the chance to make the play make the playoffs? Not win the division. Forty percent, minus two hundred, plus yeah, yes is minus two hundred, mm -hmm. plus one sixty. That's interesting because I still have the Viking. I'm probably undervaluing Dobbs. You know he's playing. Except great. Dobbs got traded for a seventh round pick. Now that's the thing that that was a seventh or sixth conditional. Uh, either way, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, but it, it, why, everyone's like, oh, it's so obvious Dobbs is a starting quarterback. Well, if it was obvious, why the hell didn't the Jets get him? Doesn't make any sense. Oh, it's a, that's an interesting. I mean, you saw Sala right on that interview. <sighs> I mean. So now they look bad again. You got to wonder if I hurt. I mean, if I'm a GM or if I'm the owner and we're dictating, it's his job to take the heat for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that he seems very cognizant of not taking blame and giving blame. Sala, I don't think that goes too well with the the people paying. They're paying this guy what eight million a year mm -hmm. probably. Take some heat if you need. I mean, eight million, but it's not my responsibility. It's mm -hmm. like I don't know. I don't know. Any closing thoughts, Mackenzie? Uh, I know minus 200 is not what we expected, but looking at the 8th and ninth team right behind the Vikings, Tampa Bay at 4-5, and five, Commanders at 4-6. and six. All right, so right now the theory is, all right, Philly, Detroit, San Fran, and someone wins the South. Let's say Saints for a second, right? Okay. Seattle first wild card, Dallas, Dallas. second wild card. So now we got the rest of the teams. That is Minnesota, Tampa, Washington, Atlanta. And no one there. I like. All right, I, I've come. I've come across the, the, maybe the Tam fact that maybe Tampa, the, the Vikings can go eight and nine and they'll make the playoffs. So fair maybe. enough. Maybe, and they're six and four. Yeah. All right, we did it for you, boys. We're back taping Wednesday. Release Thursday morning, straight out of Vegas. Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Friday, and Wednesday. Talk to you then.